Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates, with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. Welcome back for another episode of Bold Sports. We're on episode 113. Um, <clears throat> for those of you that tuned in, uh, Matt and I did the uh, Super Bowl Live Edition uh, 3 at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. I think that went pretty well, Matt. How it about went, you? It went really well. And, you know, the thing about the Super Bowl episodes is those are like... Those are like special editions of like a comic book, right? They don't they don't fit in like the regular number. Yeah, they do not. Like you might even have to go to like a different comic store to buy it. Correct, because it's a special. You see what I mean? And it's like limited because it's only you know. I mean, it's on the it's on the feed. You can download it and listen to it. Um, it's on I mean, video. You can watch it on Bold Pittsburgh on Facebook, Twitter, Bold Pittsburgh Sports on Twitter. You can watch it on Sorgatron Media, uh, you know, on their feed. You can watch it uh, on Twitch. I mean, I've never been we're on out Twitch. There. I've never been on Twitch before. Well, we're on Twitch now. I thought I was thinking I was going to start getting into Twitch, but then my brother-in-law got one of those like NES throwback systems, <laughs> and I and I tried to school my nephews on how Super Mario Three is supposed to be played, and I'm terrible. I'm like so bad at video games now. I used I used to be pretty good. <laughs> I can still do Mario One. <laughs> I mean, you can't probably beat it as fast as you used to in one life. You're right. You're right. I think my you probably best... don't know all the warps like you used to either. Uh, and I guarantee you're going to get eaten by one of those like swimmer bird things because they suck. Well, Mario One I can do pretty quickly still. The last time I played Mario One, I did it in 40 minutes. That's not bad. And that was That's actually a long time. That was like five years ago. 40 yeah. minutes. Is I, mean, I mean, yeah. There's some kid that like you can warp and beat it in like 10. Well, I did warp. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but I was slower at it. I mean, mm. I, yeah. There was some kid that just beat Mario One in like literally like four. 4.7 minutes or some mm. shit. But yeah. But no, uh, it was great. We had uh, we had Dennis Guy on from First Hit Brew Box. Mm. And we had Jamal. Uh, Jamal, uh, 412BBQ. Uh, he was on. Also, Uncle Jammies mm. uh, is what he has going on. Little barbecue sauces, rubs, uh, wing sauces, and so forth. And uh, uh, Dennis, First Hit Brew Box. Uh, he's doing a lot of good stuff. Getting a lot of craft beer swag out to uh everybody out there uh which is awesome uh i mean shit we started off sunday early afternoon mm-hmm. drinking some good stouts and drinking some good brews from local breweries hell and... yeah we, we did we had a, we had a nice little liquid breakfast yeah li- good liquid breakfast a, and, and the worst part is none of us ate like breakfast we just yeah. showed up the studio and we all and there's like 15 beers floating around we're like uh yeah i never eat breakfast though so i was ready Neither for I. it um it's that's just normal for me i mean not the drinking part but the like, right the, the not eating breakfast not eating until two in the afternoon i mean yeah. that's early for me yeah, my, I, like literally, I'm I'm awful, but like my first meal is dinner. Mm. But like maybe based on my like body's rhythm, it's actually lunchtime. Yeah, my yeah, based on, but my, like, my body you know, rhythm, my first yeah. meal is like two to three in the afternoon, and yeah. that's like what my body considers breakfast. Mm. Um, it's not breakfast food by all yeah. means. But yeah, this yeah. is what vampires think about sports. Like everybody, <laughs> listen up. Um, you know, around five o'clock, I draw the curtains so that no light gets in. <laughs> not a problem in like December, but it's starting to become one now that we're getting into spring. Um, but anyway, that's that's not really true. Um, no, Sunday was fun. 
Uh, definitely check out the podcast. Like, we didn't make a ton of predictions, but I'm, I'm sure we said some asinine things about, like, what we thought the game was going to be like. I remember saying I thought it would be a high-scoring game. Um, and technically it was a high-scoring game. like, 50 points and above is still considered high-scoring right? in the NFL. I mean, I mean, but it, it was 10-10 the... at halftime. It didn't feel like a track no. meet until you got to the end. Yeah, and then um, also they, they didn't break the over. Yeah. I, so, we didn't we didn't like go into the specifics on what the over under was. Um, it was fifty four. It, it was you know, it was a good conversation, and you know look forward to doing some more some more of that type of yeah uh, things Dennis, of that nature. Yeah, Dennis, Dennis and Jamal aren't too too huge into the whole NFL spectrum. Yeah, uh, they know enough to know what was going on that day, and everything. It was it was more about promoting those guys and helping those guys out. And uh, they're helping us out because they have their followers and everything else like that. And, of course, it got swung back that way. And now we're going to get more followers and more watches and mm-hmm. views. And that's what it's about. It's all about the views, folks. It is. Like, I'm I'm too old to get on TikTok, so this this is it, you know? We are way I too can't, old I can't be a Twitch gamer because I suck at video games. I, <laughs> I'm not good at picking up the steps of all the dances on the on the Internet, so I'll never be a TikTok, TikTok star. Um <laughs> But you know, like maybe maybe we can keep making sports shows. Yeah, we can do that. In the meantime, I'm going to go through some Super Bowl wrap up stuff while Matt goes and grabs a beer, and then he's going to come back and kind of rebuttal on this and add some stuff. I got some stuff. He's got some stuff. So the Super Bowl wrap up: we have the Chiefs uh, came back in the fourth quarter, down twenty to ten, to win thirty to twenty with three touchdown, uh, with three TDs and three point afters. Um, this makes them the first team. To come back from double-digit leads and win in all three playoff games ever. Uh, this is the first Super Bowl the Chiefs uh, have won since Super Bowl IV, uh, where they beat the Vikings. Uh, so it was 50 years ago. So 50 years between Super Bowl champions, folks. Um, Mahomes, uh, he went 26 for 42. 280 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He also rushed for 29 yards and a TD. Damian Williams had 17 carries for 104 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Tyreek Hill had 105 yards. Sammy Watkins had 98 yards. Neither one of them had a touchdown. Uh, and then um, and a passing TD caught by uh, Travis Kelsey and uh, Williams. Um, so that's just a lot right there. So it's 50 years between Super Bowl wins. And then... You have the Chiefs in all three playoff games. They had the first round bye. Then they had, you know, the game against the uh, Titans. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, the Texans. The Texans, they were down 21 points and came back to win by 20. They were down to the Titans by 12 and came back to win by 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. And they were down 10 in the fourth and came back to win <laughs> by 20. Yeah. So, or by 21. I mean, so... They won by 11. In the Super Bowl? Yeah. No, it was 31-20. Yeah, 11. 11. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Blech. Man. It was a oh, it was never, a 21 point swing. Never let fault. Steve give you change off a of 10 when you go see him at... at, at Dude, $10 bill is fucking me up. <laughs> 
You give me a five, you give me a twenty. I'm cool. You no, I, no, I'm talking about when you, I'm talking about when you give the bartender a twenty and they come back with like five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you bought you when you're by yourself mm. and you're not trying to make friends, well, and a twenty only gets you one round and a five, then you know well, that they think that you gave them a ten, and that's what you just did to the Chiefs. Well, keep mine. I'm no. glad you're not my bookie. Well, well, keep mine though. No. When Steve goes to the bar and I hand the bartender a 20, I only expect about a five back because I order a, beer, a good beer and a good shot at the well, same time. That's, that's you, man. So that's me. But in the meantime, though, uh, so three games the Chiefs had in the playoffs, first team to come back all three games and win after being down double-digit scores, which yeah. is just ridiculous. That's um, that destiny angle that I was kind of thinking about. You right? Know? Like it, didn't, it just didn't make sense to me for like the Chiefs not to be the champions. Because I mean, I just I just felt like they had the mojo and they had. Well, you said on Sunday, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to win a Super Bowl. Why shouldn't it be now? And the other thing about it is, if Garoppolo had won, it would have like people would have figured out a way to make it about the Patriots somehow, somehow, some way. But all he we was had to hear by Bill Belichick, he was groomed by Bill Belichick, by Tom Brady. Bill didn't and... want to get rid of him, but Brady didn't want to like you know he didn't like having an understudy of that caliber waiting in the wings. Um you know, the thinking is that Kraft was like, you got to trade him. And, like, Belichick was like, well, see what I can get, but I'm not going to, like, you know, beat down anybody's door trying to get a first rounder. And he didn't. And, um, you know, I'm not saying he's, like, a bad quarterback, but, you know, he's he, he threw the ball, like, nine times in the championship game. Like, he threw it a lot more in the Super Bowl, and he looked pretty damn good in the first half. Like, I was, I was pretty concerned that I had underestimated Jimmy G. Um... I mean, that being said, you know, Mahomes looked bad. Like, he had a couple picks. He still got the MVP. Um, it's it's what can you do for me when it matters most in a game like that. And it, it means a lot more to, you know, put together good drives in the end of the fourth quarter as opposed to, like, the middle of the second. Yeah, I, and it definitely, definitely did that. Um, you know, and watching Damian Williams... Uh, come off and run the 38-yard run in for a touchdown to start the fourth. That was awesome. And then you had um, Sammy Watkins just lighting shit up. Travis Kelsey had that touchdown in the back of the end zone, which was ridiculous Yeah, uh, as well. And Kelsey's just phenomenal. I mean, he just, like, envelops the ball, you know. He is the top. I mean, he's a big guy. He's the top tight end in the league. He's got good hands, but, like, there's just something about the way he, like, grabs the ball. You know, when he's in coverage. He's, I mean, because, like, probably because the defensive backs are, like, you know, flyweights compared to him. It probably has something to do with it. He's not too worried, you know. Well. Not too worried going over the middle. Well, the Chiefs won, uh, and the the line on that game was uh, one and a half points. They covered that. Mm-hmm. Um, the over-under was 54 and a half. That was not covered, so if you had the under, you won on that. If you bet the money line um, on the Chiefs, you won on that. Mm-hmm. Um, some other prop bets that came through. How long will it take for Demi Lovato to sing the national anthem? It was under the two-minute mark at plus 180. The length of the final word brave during the national anthem was over 5.5 seconds at minus 155. I mean, I'm sorry. like Not to like... Look, I know you always you know say Demi Lovato. You, you, yeah. Do you know anything about her like story? What she's going through right now? Like, 
you know, it would not. It would, I would not put it past bookies to try to like get some drugs in her hand <laughs> in exchange for like stretching out like everyone's favorite word in the national anthem, which is of course the last one. Um, the other problem was will either team score in the first five and a half minutes of the game? Uh, no, that didn't happen. So it was minus one forty. Game went fast, man. Uh, which team will score <clears throat> first? Uh, first, which was the Niners, which is minus one ten. Player to score first uh, touchdown in the game was Patrick Mahomes at plus one, uh, 1,400. Wow. To score the first touchdown? Yeah. So if you bet a dollar on Patrick Mahomes to score first, you won 1,400. I mean, because the quarterback's not... I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of scenarios that could happen on the right, first drive. Right, right, yeah, definitely. Where you get very close to scoring. Well, no, no, it's the end scoring, scoring first. Right. Yeah. So like scoring first. So I'm saying, yeah. like, they get the ball. You know, they either drive down and kick a field goal, or you know, there's any any number of players who can catch a pass either in the end zone or catch and run. I mean, Mahomes, like, yeah, he had that great run, you know, in that one playoff game. Oh yeah. But that's yeah. not going to happen every game. Right and but okay, so is that what happened? Mm-hmm. That paid off. Yeah, that paid off. If you had Patrick Mahomes to score first, it was plus fourteen hundred. So if you bet a Man. dollar on that, you got fourteen hundred. I could have I could have done that with my my uh, fantasy winnings. Yeah, we all dude. We could have stopped the casino after the podcast and went yeah. down and probably put twenty or thirty bucks down. It was and a nice day too. It was, it was a beautiful day. It was a real day. nice day. A, oh, and the the day after was even Monday was Dude, beautiful. Monday I was oh god, Monday I, I had to walk up to the boulevard for some things. Yeah. And I was I got a little, I was just a little sad thinking like how much more fun it would be if the Steelers had won. Right? You Definitely. Know? Like if the Steelers Nobody be at work. It, ten years Everybody, ago, every local bar be full. Ten years <laughs> ago when the Steelers won the Super Bowl, it was kind of cold as balls. Yeah. The next day. It was. Not like any worse than usual Pittsburgh in February, but it was like, you know, I like went and got Chinese food and then I drove to work. Like, I yep. I didn't like revel with my neighbors in the streets, but like Monday had that vibe. Oh, I did. And like, we didn't even make the playoffs this year. The other one that they had was uh, <clears throat> jersey number 11 through 20. Uh, for those jersey numbers, uh, player to score first uh, was plus 220. That came in, of course, with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, longest touchdown of the game. Was the under was forty four point five yards? That was minus one ten, and that was a thirty eight yard rush uh, touchdown. Uh, shortest touchdown in the game was under one and a half yards. Uh, that came in. That was at one sixty minus one sixty. Total touchdowns by both teams was the under was six and a half, and that was minus one thirty. Will there be three unanswered scores in the game? The answer was yes, and it was minus one eighty. Because the Chiefs scored three times mm-hmm. in the fourth, and it was unanswered. Uh, total net yards in the game, under 781.5 yards, minus 110. So basically, when the, when you get the minuses, that means you have to lay 100, or you have to lay 110 to win 100. Mm-hmm. When the pluses, you have to lay like a dollar to win, yeah. you know, the, the top. Uh Total number of players with pass attempts under 2.5. That came in and it was minus 135. Total interceptions a game hit the over, which was 1.5. I mean, Mahomes had two. And this was the total game. And that was plus 140. Total sacks on both teams uh, over was a 4.5 minus 120. 
Uh, Chief prop bets, Mahomes passing under 305.5. That came in because he was, I just read it right here. He had two, um, 280. Okay. Um, so that came in on the under was minus 110. Damian Williams rushing yards over 53.5 came in, and that was minus 110. Tyreek Hill receiving yards, he hit the over at 71.5 was, was the line. He hit the over at minus 110. Travis Kelsey re- receiving yards. He hit the under, which is 77.5 minus 110. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo passing. Uh, 239.5 was the line. He hit the under. Raheem Mozart. Uh, he hit the under. Uh, the line was 73.5. Uh, George Kittle. Uh, D. Ford. Uh, late game prop bets. Will either team score the final three and a half minutes of the fourth quarter? That came in, yes, at minus 190. Uh, team to score uh, in the last game was the Chiefs, minus 110. Score of the game, uh, last score of the game was a touchdown, minus 180. Player to score the last touchdown of the game, Damian Williams, plus 700. Uh, late, last, play of, uh, last play of the game will be a QB rush. Uh, was a no, that was plus 130. And then the Orange Gatorade was plus 1300 again like so purple 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 was purple was the favorite purple was the favorite because of kobe right but that's like the whole thing like it can be rigged yeah I'm, if, I'm, if I'm, you're I'm, actually basing like your strategy for betting on something based on like a human having feelings then that's like pretty much like how things get rigged like right you know like either like you feel like you want to pay tribute to someone <clears throat> Or you feel like you want to get rich. Like, but it's all just based on a feeling. Like, Pat Mahomes scoring first, like, I mean, yeah, he feels like he wants to score, but so does everyone on the field. Definitely. If they find them. I, I just, if they have the opportunity and can break the tackles and break the rushes and everything else I, like that. I just, it, it's, it, yeah, I mean. It's just, it's just That's kind of, what the, the prop bets. It's silly to me. The prop bets are fun, though. They are fun. Some they, of them, they're fun. Some and, of them are based on real, sta- and, real and things. And you can put out, you can put out a little bit of money and come back with a lot. Um, I just saw on KDKA TV, uh, Pennsylvania itself, just Pennsylvania, had $322 million plus bet at sportsbooks mm-hmm. on the Super Bowl, just in Pennsylvania. Yeah. The casinos, whether they be the casinos, the online, or the online app, Mm-hmm. Bets took in over three hundred and some odd million, and they lost their and they they didn't lose their ass, but they lost. They paid out three point seven million more than what was taken in. Really? Yes. So this Super Bowl game. So you guys ruined it. And what I saw, what, 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 what I odds... saw, what I saw, just for Pennsylvania, just for Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania paid out. Three point some odd million more than what they took in, so that means that the house lost. So that's that's good. Mm. Sometimes the house has to lose, but you know what? Unfortunately, when it comes to gambling, the house, the house always wins. Well, <laughs> eventually, unless you get somebody that hits something really big and says, "I'm never gambling again," you know. Yeah, they still find a way to get you though. Oh yeah, they'll still find yeah. a way to get you. Here's a free hotel room. With you know. with, I, I'm the guy who would win like fifty thousand dollars on like a throw of the dice, and then go like spend like 
maybe 200 on scratchers over by the pot <laughs> machines and then go uh, home. I put a I'd be like, thanks, I'm done. I put ridiculous amounts of money in a casino and I bought a house and shit like that. Okay, well, that's, but, uh, you know, that's like not realistic, man. That's like some yeah. uncut gems type shit. Yeah. Um, or like casino, you know? Yeah, I mean, I bought a house and whatnot and I, I did spend a lot of it on frivolous shit. But, of course. Well, but yeah, but I did buy a house with it. So here or there. Uh, anyway, overall, the Super Bowl itself was very entertaining. Um, it was just good to hang out and relax with friends and watch a game and drink some beers and not have to like really hate the Patriots or not have to like overly exuberantly root for one particular team to beat the Patriots. Um, you know, and make some good food, eat some good food and whatnot. Uh, today, Matt, I did watch uh, via the internet. Um, the parade. Yeah. Um, so did you get to see any of this? Did you see any clips on the Twitter? No, I didn't. You didn't? So, <laughs> so you don't know about this random car that broke through parade routes? And I've still yet to see if it was a chase that started somewhere else that went into the parade area or if somebody just said, I'm going to fuck up with the parade today. And there was a car that broke, was in the parade area and the police were chasing it. And then chase it down and then did their little spin move on the car and then all the cops were out and there was like you're on a Super Bowl parade route that's blocked off roads and there's like 40 cops there with guns drawn and this like 1995 Taurus like Rex like no tomorrow blown tires and smoke coming out the hood and like three police cars, but that's just in. every '95 Taurus has the smoke coming out. That's like a standard feature on like. Unless, unless, unless it's the show, but yeah, unless it's the show version, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, so that that started off. Like, I'm like, what really? And the man is like, I hope somebody like in that Taurus doesn't have like the car full of, like explosives or some shit because it's the world we live in, and that's what you think about, you know? Mm. Like, hey, there's a million people around. Let's go do some dumb shit, right? Um, I don't. They they apprehended the person. I don't know what it started as. I don't know what it ended as. Uh, but that wasn't cool uh, at all. Um, also, I did watch uh, via Twitter um, the um, rally today uh, that was at their city hall mm-hmm. uh, in Kansas City. And that is Kansas City, Missouri, by the way, not Kansas. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. That, you know, like, <laughs> so much, so much, like, ridiculous, like, this has been one of the most, like, stressful weeks of politics. Oh, yeah. Like, and it's only Wednesday, uh-huh. and, like, I really, I kind of forgot about that. No, I didn't totally forget about it, but, like, I'm just, like, I'm so past that. Until um, <laughs> you know, I mentioned it. Like, it's, like, the, all, like, of all the tweets that I wish he deleted, like, immediately after sending them, like, that, I mean, you know. Who's to say he runs his actual own Twitter? I'm pretty sure that if he didn't make the tweet putting the team in the wrong state, that that person is now fired. Uh, I'd hope so. So, uh, and also, like, don't ever, don't ever agree to run your boss's Twitter account on Super Bowl Sunday. Correct. Because every asshole is out on Twitter just like looking for heads. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you know, like, like I don't know if you noticed the like. The, there's, there's like a small army of people defending Shakira now. It's like not that she did anything wrong. I, I was fine with it. She I don't didn't. know what you thought of the halftime show. Um, like, halftime show me. I watched. I'm like, oh, there's J Lo. There's Shakira. Cool. I'm like, in the meantime, though, halftime for me was. I'm like, and my buddy's like, hey, Steve, halftime's up in like 
a minute and a half. I'm like, all right, so that gives me three minutes. Right, the five minutes. Yeah, I'm the food guy. The food happens. So I'm at that point. I'm searing beef tenderloin, and I'm searing this, and and I have my other partner, uh, Mark, Mm -hmm. pulling the pork and getting that ready with the barbecue sauce on the side, and I'm doing Bernays sauce Mm -hmm. and making Bernays sauce Mm -hmm. and got going on. And when halftime comes, I'm I'm in there slicing and dicing and doing my thing, mm-hmm. and then that's when I bring food out to the table for everybody. I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. we have pulled pork that's been roasted all day with my house made barbecue sauce. I got roasted beef tenderloin or sous vide beef tenderloin seared off in the cast iron skillet, sliced down. It's perfect. It was a perfect medium rare. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. it's so good, nice. Um, you know, and I had other couple minutes. I had pork and beans, and or, or sorry, I had kibasi and beans. And uh, we had a bunch of other foods going on. Um, I had my bacon-wrapped jalapeno poppers. You know, it was just... So, during halftime, I really don't watch a halftime show because I caught parts of it. And I'm like, oh, there's Shakira, there's Shiloh. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, they still look oh, damn good. Uh-huh. Awesome. You know, and I'm like, all right, you guys good? You ate some food? Cool. They're like, are you going to eat? I'm like, I'm the cook. Of course I already ate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. And, you know, you're picking. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then I went outside and smoked a cigarette and drank a beer. And I came back in and I'm like, I made a little plate and I got some food. And my buddy comes over and goes, hey. He goes, um, you're done cooking. I'm like, yeah. He goes, here's a good beer. Because I told my one buddy, Mark, I'm like, hey, um, we got back to the house. We drank some beers at the studio. Mm. We got back to the house. And... Um, you got to stay on we, like we, a sessionable. We, we poured we, we poured a whiskey and yeah. like hey happy Super Bowl. We poured a whiskey, enjoyed a whiskey, and then I was like, and then my buddy Nick comes out and goes, hey, uh, I have some of these. Do you guys ever have them? I'm like, no, thank you very much. And I popped it open. It was a bullet bourbon barrel aged Guinness, mm. Mm. and I'm like, this is beautiful. And I'm, I'm like, it's oh, so fucking good. I'm like, I've been looking for these. Thank you for letting me get one. Mm. He's like, oh, no problem. You always bring good beer, and. um and I looked at that. I'm like, hey, Mark. I'm like, well, I guess this is 10%. I said, this is my last high ABV beer. I said, if you see me drinking anything other than a yingling until food's done, I was like, take it out of my hand and give it to somebody else. He's like, done. Mm-hmm. And Mark's my helper. Mark's like my sous chef. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and that was a two- And that's the best thing a sous chef can do. Yeah, yeah. And that was know? at 2.30 in the afternoon. Uh-huh. Oh so. yeah, dude! I, I I took a nap. I took a nap to the NBA so, game. I mean, I still had. I, a couple, I got home and took a nap to the like Miami Heat game. I mean, I still had a couple. Or I no, still had a couple Pelicans, beers, sorry. but I was only yeah. drinking Yingling, and I think I had three Yinglings between two thirty and halftime was what at eight. Yeah, I had to cook, man. I gotta make sure everybody's food's good. Yeah, if the food sucks, then I'm not gonna be allowed to be there next year. Like I said, I <laughs> I I know how it is because I I worked at a bar and did the buffet. Oh, on yeah. Super Bowl Sunday, and that was the year of the um, the famous wardrobe malfunction. Oh, um, so I didn't even see that halftime. I had no idea. Like I went back into the kitchen to like do some stuff, and I come back out, and like halftime show is over. But like my boss is like sitting down at the end of the bar, like you know, and like I mean, this this isn't a, exactly a family show, so I'll just say it. She called Janet Jackson a whore. Oh, and I who was like, what, does what that? did she do? What happened? Who does that? And this was before Twitter and such, you know. I didn't have a smartphone back then, so I had to wait until I like got off work, shut the kitchen down at like eleven, you know. Go home, shut, watch shut on, the bar down. Go, go watch shut on the ES- bar. Shut the bar down. And watch I on ESPN at three o'clock in the morning. Down. Yeah, it's, I didn't like. 
you know, in those days, I think it was like... Uh, and then it was all blocked out. I think I had to go to Drudge Report for that shit back in those days, <laughs> if you can believe That's that. That's crazy. But, um, but anyway, like, I thought the halftime show was good. Of course it's controversial because, you know, it's ladies dancing and people get all up in arms and, like, they just want it to be, like, you know, the Rolling Stones. But there aren't any good bands like that anymore. Like, you, you know, like, who's gonna... Like, once the Stones and Springsteen... And like, well, like God, Tom Petty's already gone. Oh, you know, like, like these great old bands of the classic rock era that have like mass appeal. Like, they're not gonna be around anymore. I've and there this... aren't like, what are they gonna do? Have like the Strokes play the halftime? A lot of people don't know the Strokes. A lot of people don't. No. Like, what are they gonna do? Like an Oasis reunion for the Super Bowl? Oh. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, pop music is where it's at. You want mass appeal. You want people Pop, to like actually, and like that was I the mean, only thing that I didn't get it was like I don't know who those rappers are because I don't really follow. Why wasn't like, Pitbull out there? It's Miami. That's like I Pitbull's know, home because probably either like maybe maybe they asked him and he said no thanks because well because like, you know the, the Super Bowl performers don't get paid. I know, I know, but also like Jay Z took over like Jay Z's and Beyonce working on the production, um, supposed to make it seem like. A better proposition for artists who are, you know, resistant to the NFL's, like, social justice policies. Right. But, like, they did a lot of, like, you know, like, boosting of their image with some of the ads that they showed during the game. Um, And then they had, like, an all-Latino, like, Super Bowl halftime show. And I think some people just felt that that was, like... Well, but that's Miami. That's not their culture. You've never been to Miami? That's Miami's culture. I've been to Miami. That's Miami's culture. I get it. Trust me. The only consternation I felt during the whole show was I didn't... I'm not clear on Florida's... Like, if Florida has, like, a soak the artist tax. Because I know Shakira's going through some tax problems in Spain. But being that she's married to a member of the Spanish national team, that's, like, normal. Right. You know what I mean? That's like living in North Allegheny School District if you're a Stealer. It's just, it's what you do. Like, you, you know, if you're on the Spanish soccer team, yourself, your parents, and your spouse, like, they, they try to avoid paying as much taxes as they can. Um, also, I know that Florida doesn't have a state income tax, so I just, I'm not yeah. sure where where they fall on the, do they make up for the lack of an income tax by, like, fleecing the performers? I mean, yeah. They could probably, uh, you know, the performers can probably deduct that as a, uh, um, as a as a free performance tax, mm. as like, hey, uh, like pro bono, like lawyers do pro bono. Mm. They're like, hey, we need a pro bono, uh, you know, show. That would have been a great piece of like I mean, web content to go along with the game, like Joey Porter and Shakira <laughs> go to meet FICA. <laughs> yeah yeah uh i'd like to meet him too oh uh, but yeah in the meantime no uh, i did watch the uh parade today and there was that bullshit that happened with that vehicle i still don't know what happened we'll find that out later uh but then there was the rally that went on at the uh city hall in kansas city um it was great to see andy reed speak uh, Andy Reid is not a big talker at all. Um, if you ever watch Andy Reid over the years, he's never been a big talker. I don't know why they were calling him the, the walrus. Um, I guess because of his mustache. Um, there's an NHL coach, and I can't remember his name right now, that is known as the walrus, that the last time I knew he coached for the Senators. 
And I can't remember the NHL coach's name that was known as the I, Walrus. I think it's because of the golfer, though. Remember Craig Stadler? Yeah. Yeah, I think Andy Reid kind of looks like Craig Stadler a little bit. Yeah, okay, I get that. And Craig Stadler, like, embraced yeah. the, the nickname okay. the Walrus. But Andy Reid, you know, it was also cool that the Philadelphia Eagles sent out on their on their official Twitter page that said, Andy Reid, it's now your time. Yeah, that's cool. Um, which was super cool. That's to class. Them. We that don't know if the Steelers class. would ever do anything like that because no Steelers coach has ever left the Steelers to go coach anywhere else. No, they've always retired. <laughs> I mean, um, God, God forbid it. Like, but no, Mike that's Collins classy on the Philadelphia Eagles. That's like, classy on the Philadelphia know, Eagles because yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles are known as not to be a classy organization. I don't, that's not fair to say. Well, okay. The, the Eagles fans are the not Eagles the same as their front office correct, and like correct. personnel and staff. Um, but no, then I got to watch Patrick Mahomes speak, and he was a little hoarse. Um, Probably been screaming a lot. You know, also I did watch on the parade route that somebody chucked uh, Patrick Mahomes a beer, and he promptly grabbed it with one hand, opened it, chugged it, and then spiked it after mm-hmm. he was done chugging it. Oh, uh, I hope Aaron Rodgers wasn't watching Travis that Kelsey, of <laughs> course, was a little lit. Uh-huh. Um, same with Sammy Watkins, as well as some of the other guys on the team, as you could expect. Um uh, I did see some video on the plane ride home. Now, these guys won the Super Bowl Sunday night. Uh, Their plane ride home didn't touch down into Kansas City until Thursday late afternoon. So that means they spent all day Monday and Monday night. Sunday night, Monday, Monday night partying in Miami. Who wouldn't want to do that? Especially after you won the Super Bowl and you got a couple million dollars in your bank account? Mm. Sure. Um, I can't wait to see on a, some of my server and bartender pages I follow of some of those checks that'll pop up. Because yeah. that always happens. It does. Uh, after big games that were in those cities um, where servers and bartenders were like, they do it tastefully. They like black out the person's name mm-hmm. and they'll black out what restaurant they're at. And mm-hmm. like, hey, this was Super Bowl. The, the winning team came in and ran this tab up and it's like forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars and then i'll leave the tip line and so forth it's always cool to see um me as a server and bartender it's always cool because i've been on the receiving end of that uh once or twice um but here or there they had a day and a half in miami afterwards and it's like who yeah. wouldn't want that yeah that's you know? cool and you got they a bunch of young guys yeah. patrick mahomes is a young dude um you know super bowl mvp He'll have that the rest of his life. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if he breaks his knee tomorrow and is out for the rest of his life. And it's awesome to be the go to Disney World guy. Yeah, when you're already in Florida because you don't have to like make like a big trip like far away from your teammates. Well, no, he's got to go back again. So. Oh, he's going back later. What? He goes back later? Yeah, because he didn't go yesterday. No, too hungover. No, he didn't. Get, yeah, <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I'm too hungover yeah, to yeah, go the to the Super Bowl. Park. The Super Bowl morning goes like the week later. Yeah. Um, that's like how, uh, like when Heinz Ward won the MVP mm-hmm. for the Steelers, he's like, yeah, he goes, I'm going to Disney World and I'm taking a bus. And that's mm-hmm. when he took Jerome Bettis. Oh, man. And it, was like, so and, it, and it was like the week later. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, the next day. Right, because um, you got you can't miss the like, we had like a 10-day stretch where like it was technically decriminalized to like ride down Carson Street hanging out the top of a sunroof. Yeah, with a beer in your hand. With a beer in your hand. Yeah. Even if you weren't a stealer. Just anybody could do it. You know, like, who who would want to, like, miss that? Like, the Magic Kingdom is magic always. Right. You know? But um, I did see uh, one of the things that Amanda wanted me to uh, highlight was the Lombardi Luge. Okay. So, you know how the Lombardi Trophy is a triangle? Yeah. But those triangles are concave? Right. 
Yes. So, um, so where the top of the football is on the point of the football, mm-hmm. and on that concave version, uh, Travis Kelsey was on the plane mm-hmm. with the concave version under his mouth and air, pouring a beer at the top of the football. That's brilliant. And letting it just and that's brilliant. Eat your heart out, that way. Cup. Eat your heart out. You know, I mean. That's really that's really smart. That's ingenious because it's been the same trophy for like all fifty four times. And like, do you think anybody ever had that? Well, idea no, it's before? not the same trophy. They make a new trophy. No, every I know, year. but I'm saying it's the same design. It's the same design. Yeah. So it's, like, it's, yeah, Joe Namath could have come up with that. Yeah, yeah. But did he? No. You take Travis Kelsey. To maybe come up Lawrence with that. Taylor did it, but they just didn't have social media back then. It's possible. Or maybe it wasn't as dramatic because what Lawrence Taylor was putting on it wasn't a liquid. Well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's that too. Uh, Lawrence Taylor might have been doing other things off of the Lombardi Trophy. And I'm not talking about vaping. And um, but the uh, the guy that was emceeing today, he's like, he goes, and we're gonna have Travis Kelsey come up and give a speech. He goes, and you know what? He goes, Travis Kelsey. He goes. Is the best Kelsey to have. Because especially give a Super Bowl speech. Because his brother, who won the Super Bowl with the Eagles two years ago, gave a hell of a speech dressed as a mummer on the Rocky Steps in Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a great speech. Look it up if you haven't seen it. Uh, but Travis Kelsey, he did a great speech today. Of course he swore. Um, and, you know... Uh, you know, he, he he always has this, you got to fight for your right to, he, he always referenced to Beastie Boys, fight for your right to party, and they fought for their right to party, and now they get to party. They played the Beastie Boys after him. It well, was that's awesome. great. You know, um, did I notice that in the, were they playing that in the stadium? I don't know they were playing that during the game. I felt like I heard it at some point on Sunday, and I, I was thinking, that's cool, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for that Beastie Boys, um... Oh, documentary that's coming to Apple TV. Do you have Apple TV? No, but I will. I have Apple TV. You can come to the house and watch. Okay, well, is it out yet? Uh, it's uh, February 10th. Okay. I believe. Yeah, man. We have it marked. Amanda has it marked on her calendar. Oh, dude, cuz I I got the book. Um, I got the book, the Beastie Boys book for Christmas last year. Oh. And it's Are you done reading awesome. it? I am. Yeah, I'll let you borrow it. Sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. It's so awesome. yeah, it's I'll, I'll definitely read yeah. that. That'll be it's a, tra- a good. It'll be a good companion piece to the film, I'm sure. Yeah, and that'll be a good trolley read because mm-hmm. I take the trolley a lot. So yeah, and it's like short read. short chapters. You Sweet. know, like so that means I can do page that and like, a half to th- three pages. Yeah, that means I can do it like a week on a trolley. Yeah, and a lot of pictures. Sweet. Yeah, that's and awesome. it's awesome. All right, now folks. it's a big book. It might not be your favorite like trolley read because it's like a big hard. Oh, it's a big hard. Oh, it's like a tabletop book. Yeah. All right, but it's a lot of short essays. You could bring it here and just read it, like in you know. While I'm watching a game, while you're drinking whiskey, whatever. I'm watching a game. Yeah, yeah. I can do that because I can read a book and while you're listen drinking to a game. Brass Monkey. <laughs> I'm actually kind of drinking Sour Monkey right sour now. Sour Monkey. Yeah, that, that funky, is a funky monkey. monkey. That is a funky monkey. That Sour Monkey <laughs> I'm drinking right now. All right, folks, we're gonna take a break right now. Listen to what our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios and BTU have going on. Um, with uh, shows like Wrestle Mayhem, as well as Awesome Cast, The Broadcast, Fishing Without Bait, and others. We'll be back in just a few moments, folks. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back for our second installment here at Bold Sports, episode 113. Uh, checking it out uh, after that Super Bowl, which was awesome. We both enjoyed it. Congratulations to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. 
uh, for and to all those people who took the Pennsylvania casinos to the cleaners, right? Those two, yeah. Congrats if you had your bets come in. Awesome, good stuff. Uh, also, congratulations, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, you made it to the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, unfortunately, it's not the outcome you wanted. Um, but congratulations on a hell of a season and um, I, things looking up for them. So mm. uh, they're definitely going to be in a top contender next year. Yeah. They were the last undefeated team this year too. They mm-hmm. were, uh, I think, they were nine and zero before they took a loss. Yeah, they so. they came so close to losing to the Steelers, though. Oh, they did, they did. That was a that was a rough. That was a rough game. <laughs> rough game for both teams. Yeah, more for the Steelers than the Niners. Started but... bad for the Niners, ended bad for the Steelers. It did. Uh, in the meantime, though, folks, some more football that we want to talk about, and that is the Pittsburgh River, the kicky kind. Yeah, the kicky kind of football, otherwise known as soccer in the U.S. Um, the Hounds have started training at Highmark Stadium. Uh, currently, the Hounds have 15 players on the squad signed. Uh, the average roster in the USL is 23, uh, so they have some holes to fill. Uh, Coach Bob Lilly uh, said that they were um, a little stiff uh, starting out on Monday. Um they had a, a little, from his vantage point, uh, Coach Lee said that some of the guys came in tight as a drum. Obviously um, Super Bowl related. And were, uh, and were a lot looser towards the end uh, as they just played. Uh, Coach said that they will be um, trialing several uh, players as the Hounds are very short in the goalkeeper and mid- midfielder positions. Uh, also center backs. Uh, is a spot that they need to fill as well that has some questions. Um, Sunday the 9th, uh, the Hounds will host their first friendly with Villanova. So, you got 15 guys signed. The average roster is 23. They lost Nico Brett. They lost uh, Adewale, uh, which were top scorers. Mm-hmm. They do have a kid that's in... Right now, that scored seven goals last year. Um, that he's looking to fill Nico Brett's slot. Um, mm-hmm. Can't remember his name right now. Um, but you're getting into to training that just started Monday, and their first game, their first friendly Sunday. So soccer doesn't have a whole lot of, you know, go get them, you know. Like it's like, it's like here's some training and let's go play a game. Yeah, I mean it's, it's kind of like baseball though. I mean, I mean baseball pitchers and catchers report ten days before the rest of the squads. Yeah, and then the rest of the squads show up, <laughs> and then ten days later they go play a, you know, you know go play a game. I mean they have. I mean obviously they have they have training during the season. Um, oh, during the season, you yeah, know, you're full out, and like they they don't really do like a training camp. So to speak, because like the off season, they do. It's this week. It's seven days. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, but they don't like go. They don't go somewhere. No, they don't go. Um, like some of the home. some of the bigger clubs who who play in Europe, like they might be lucky enough to go to like Dubai for a week. Huh? To, like, Where it's warm. Practice in the warm weather. Yeah. Um, Scotland, like actually, like it's so cold up in the north in Scotland, you know, that they they'll take like they take like a winter break, and they'll they'll go down to like you know Spain. And practice for a week, um, but you know USL, it's not they don't have that luxury, so they're not they're not going to be down in like Bradenton. Um, you know, practices are going to be here, and um, you know, want to get get that blood going. 
Because <laughs> if it doesn't, yeah. you will die. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah, like, and let's, you know, they get right into it, like you said. I mean, um, I mean, they, Matt, they, you, you are, your, your cardio is up to point. How's your foot skills? Not, my cardio is not up to point. I mean, you run, you ride your bike, you got all that. It is not up to point. No, okay. I mean, not for soccer. I mean, you can go I try don't out. Spr- I don't do sprints. It's a yeah. different, like, I can jog. But, like, if I had to, like, run from, like, a tiger or the cops, like, I'd be screwed. <laughs> so, yeah. Just remember, if you're running for a tiger, a lion, or a bear, you only have to be faster than the guy behind you. Well, in my nightmares, <laughs> there is no other guy. Ah. Uh, sorry to dwell on that. Uh, <laughs> but, no. Uh, so, the Hounds, they got some spots to fill. They got some roster spots to get open. Uh, all Any of the big names in the USL have either have moved to other teams or have been picked up by MLS or went to Europe uh, or even down into South America for that matter. Um, so they got some spots to fill. So we're going to see a lot of young guys coming onto the team here shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you and I were hoping that, you know, they would keep, you know, Nico Brett and Adewale and whatnot. And the Hounds would make a run next year because they did, Hell of a season this year. They went one game past. They went last year. So this year they went. They they lost the game before the uh, conference final. Um, you know, uh, we're hoping next year that they go ahead and get into the conference final. We hope they win, but mm. um, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, uh, Riverhounds. The um, what's the name of their supporters club? The Steel Army. The Steel Army. I know those guys are behind them all the way through, and I've already seen stuff on the Twitter that even for this friendly game with Villanova on Sunday, that there'll be a lot of drinking early. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's just, and you've been to a Hounds game, so you say even the pub does like dollar beers for like mm-hmm. two hours before the game, and yeah, you know, and there's they're like eight ounce cups, but whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. there's English Premier League this weekend too. Yeah. So, so... speaking of other soccer's. What's going on in nation or sorry worldwide soccer right now? Mm, I mean, same story as Liverpool keeps winning uh, um, as they do. They they beat Shrewsbury in the FA Cup yesterday with like a bunch of their like youth squad players because they're you know the seniors are all too busy playing you know in England and in the in the Champions League and you know they they had that trip um, for the Club World Cup. Um, so yeah, they've won like 17 in a row in the Premier League. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. Like the relegation battle is what's interesting at this point. Um, Champions League starts up in a couple weeks. Um, there's been some, apparently there's some drama at Barcelona and, uh, Messi was feuding with one of the board members. Um, he might, he might be interested in leaving after his contract is up. He also might, um... Apparently he might have a clause that he can get out a year early, but there there might be some like restricted teams on that list. Um, so that that's kind of a big story. I mean, Messi's kind of you know past his prime, but he's still really good. Um, Barcelona is not having a great year. Is Messi at that point yet where he just comes in for the last like twenty minutes of the no, game? No, 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 no. He still plays a full game, or yeah, he plays the second half. He plays half? a full game. Okay. I mean, yeah, he's not there yet, but he's getting there. Now, 
speaking of speaking of which, the super sub, Wayne Rooney, um, he's now player manager or player coach. Who's he play for? Derby County. What color are they? Uh, black and white. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you might have seen them in their alternate kits. I didn't. I didn't see the game the other day, but they, they read by chance. I have no idea. Because uh, a friend of mine put on Facebook the other day that said your favorite players of all time, and it came down to soccer, and I put um, the guy that wears red for that team that wears red, and because I'm not a huge soccer fan. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Well, he used to play for Man United, and and my and. Brandon. Okay. Brandon Lundhofer. Yeah, he likes United. So. Yeah, he's like, are you talking about Rooney? I'm like... Yeah, Rooney. I'm like, uh, no, I'm just talking about, uh, I don't really follow soccer, so I just picked the guy that wears red. Because <laughs> mm. there's several red teams that wear red. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in soccer. Yeah. <laughs> but... But anyway, so Rooney, you know, he plays for Derby County, um... He left. He left DC United at the end of last MLS season. Um, he's back in England. They're in like the Championship, which is the level below the Premiership. However, um, they they just qualified for the next round of the FA Cup, which means they get to play Man United. So this is going to be Rooney playing against his, you know, the team where he's like the all-time leading scorer. Um, it's it's kind of a big deal. You know, it's um, like imagine. Imagine if Lemieux had, like, you know, left the Penguins. Um, you know, there's not even really a comparison because, you know, he's, he's, he's been all over the world. Um, it's kind of random how he came back to Derby. Like, he's, he's not from there. He's from Liverpool. Um, he played in Manchester. And, you know, now, now he's in Derby County because they, they were willing to give him that player-manager uh, role like I mean I don't I don't think he's ready to retire from playing yet but he's not ready to you know become a manager yet either um, so we'll see what happens there like that that'll be a big game and United really needs a boost because their their season is not going well they're off to their worst start in thirty years um, really thirty years is their worst season they're starting off yeah so what's what's a record right now I I couldn't tell you but in terms of total points it's like not terrible. I mean, they're not, they're not in like the lower half. Um, they're just, they're just, um, yeah, they're used to being a lot better, you know. So, anyway, anything else we have to worry about the next uh, couple weeks in um, international soccer?s Like, just not really. I mean, the the Champions League is going to come up soon. Um, if I if I could just throw one more thing in, like about you know the the Australian Open that just concluded, um, since that that's kind of that kind of replaced some of my soccer viewing this weekend. Um, I stayed up till six in the morning watching the women's final. Oh, um, Sophia Kennan. Um, you know she's an American. She's twenty. Um, she won. It's her, it was her first Grand Slam title. Um, she didn't have like a really tough road to the finals, but she did beat like, the number one player in the world on her home court, Ash Barty in Australia. So that was pretty cool. And then I, I, I couldn't make it for the men's match. Like, it could, like, to stay up till 3.30 for a, a thing that might last five, six hours. <laughs> um, yeah. I just couldn't do it. I needed my rest. Um, Novak Djokovic won. I slept, and then I 
made it to the uh, Super Bowl podcast without looking like total trash. You were not looking at all rough. I had a shower and everything. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so, soccer, man, we're we're caught up. Yeah, we're all caught up on soccer. The Champions League starts in February. Champions. Well, we're it starts in up again. It, yeah, like just keep your eyes peeled. You know, it'll be on like Tuesday and Wednesday on TNT and Bleacher Report app if you have it. Really, mm-hmm. TNT, TNT, yeah, that's the channel. Got it. So, uh, also, while we were recording Super Bowl podcast, uh, it was the final round of the Waste Management Phoenix Open for mm. the PGA Tour. Uh, Webb Simpson uh, won that tournament. It was in Arizona. Uh, this past weekend with a minus 17. Uh, he did have a playoff hole uh, with Tony Finau, and he won that um, convincingly with a three with Finau's four. Uh, Webb Simpson did card an ace on number 12 Saturday uh, for his third ace all-time on the PGA Tour. It was a 196-yard par three uh, where he used a seven iron. Now, Matt... We've played together. South Park has a 200-yard, 203-yard par 3 mm-hmm. with an elevated tee box. Mm-hmm. You and I both use a driver on that shit. <laughs> a, because my drive curves like no tomorrow. I, wow. I, I, I play a... I play a uh, I, I've turned a horrible slice into more of a... Power fade, but I'm still ending way left, and uh, I've been on that green at South Park. Uh, I believe that's number thirteen. Um, that I've been on that green. I've rolled off a couple times because of the using a driver, and I've been off the green for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, 196 yard seven iron. Number one in Mount Lebanon is 165 yards. I'm using my seven iron at 165. Yeah. And I'm on the green. Yeah. You know. I mean, you'd be banging it off the fence. <laughs> or he would. Mm. He he would be banging it if not hitting it over. Yeah, he'd be hitting on the lady's roof on, mm. on the other side of the fence that's 30 feet tall. Like, seriously. Like, that, that just... That's why these guys are really good and they're pro golfers and you and I hack the fuck out of a course when we go play. Yeah. Uh, uh, but um, this week the PGA Tour heads to Pebble Beach for the Pro-Am. Uh, There's an awesome tournament where the celebrities are paired up with uh, PGA pros. Uh, this is where the pros compete uh, to win the individual uh, tournament level as well as team up with their chosen celebrity to win the overall uh, tournament. Watch out for Lefty. My man won it last year. Uh, I forget who his partner was, uh, celebrity partner was. But uh, Phil Mickelson did win it uh, last year. He has an act to win this. Uh, And also, this is the tournament that he pulls out his famous Morgan Dollar as his, um, you know chip on a green uh, to mark his ball. Uh, it's a 19 
07 mm-hmm. Morgan Dollar that he uses uh, as his ball mark uh, in this tournament and in this tournament only. Uh, I mean, that's cool and all. Like, silver dollars are cool. But, like, if you really want to flex, you need a gold double eagle. I'm just saying. Well, yeah, I mean, as a coin collector, sure. I mean, I have one you can use as a ball marker, but it's going to cost you six grand. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care what you do with it after it. Yeah. You're not not taking it anywhere near a golf course, you know, before. (laughs) You're not taking it out of your safe. It's not, I mean, yeah, it's not, trust me, it's... (laughs) <laughs> it's in a safe place in a strong box that I can still like grab and go if I need to. Heard. You know, uh, some, sometimes like the heavy safe is a bad idea. Right? Cuz you can't take it with you. No, you can't. You know. If but I need you, to go on the run. But you got to have a go bag. I got my go bag. You got to go bag. Got a couple. One has toothpaste in it and the other one's got like passports and coins. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we think alike, my friend. <laughs> uh, uh but also um with Lefty uh, so apparently, um, he's run out of his U.S. Open uh, invites mm-hmm. uh, and so forth. So, so he needs to qualify. He now. needs to qualify. Um, he needs to qualify for the U.S. Open this year. If he doesn't, they could use a an exemption tag mm-hmm. on on Mickelson. Uh, he said that. He will not accept the exemption tag. Oh, really? Um, that he wants to qualify, uh, and if need be, he'll do so. He's currently number 72 in the world um, and number 60 and up in the world uh, are invited to the U.S. Open. The rest have to play in or have an exemption. Um, he does not want to use the exemption. But guys like the likes of uh, Jack... Uh, Used the exemption eight times. Really? Okay. Jack Nicholas used his U.S. Open exemption eight times. It was a different era, though. Right. It was a different time. Um, you know, like, I'm sure there were people who were like, Jack, come on, like, we need you. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, golf wasn't as popular as a, of an event back then. And Jack Nicholas was like the like me growing up like Jack Nicholas was like the Jack Nicholas and Arnie Palmer yeah yeah and like Arnie Palmer wasn't playing when I was like he wasn't like he was still playing he but was he playing, wasn't but he wasn't, he wasn't doing his his he wasn't, best work yeah yeah like I grew up in the eighties when it was all about Jack Jack Nicholson okay? and Gary Player if Jack if Jack didn't want to you know if Jack didn't like qualify I'm sure someone at the network or like someone at the PGA was like come on Jack like we you know yeah. Phil Mickelson, I don't think, feels like he has to carry uh, the event the, the way that Jack might have. Because there's all these young guys who are household names in their own right, or at least among, like, golf fans are very well known. And then you still got Tiger out there. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, Phil's, Phil knows that as long as Tiger is, like, if Tiger makes the cut, you know, none of those other, like, people from that generation are, like, nearly the draw. Well, yeah, and Mickelson was in the PGA, what was it, three years before Tiger? Mm-hmm. Four years before Tiger? Yeah. You know, and it, but but Mickelson and Tiger have had that rivalry, even though yeah. Mickelson is slightly older. But I'm like, I'm not um, wrong to say that, like, the point of the exemption is so that, like, it, it's similar to tennis. Yeah. They have exemptions for, like, say, like, you know, like, Serena got that exemption the year that she was, like, recovering from her complicated pregnancy. Yeah. You know? And, like... 
Keep hey, if she won the Australian play, Open pregnant. Yeah, you're not and right, and you're not going to tell her like, oh well, you can't, you know, play in this tournament because you you didn't you weren't doing the qualifying. It's like I was pregnant, you know. Yeah. And like, do they need to change the way they like deal with like women's like pregnancy issues in the tennis like game? Yes. I mean, I think we talked about that on this show. No, yeah. But in the meantime, the exemption is the way for them to say, like, hey, like, this is screwed up and it wouldn't be, like, a proper tournament without you. So, like, we we get to decide that you get to be in it if you so choose. Well. You know, and if they might not even offer Phil the exemption. They might not even you know, offer to him. Say, hey, and, listen, and he like, said if it's offered to him, people, he's not. There might be someone who's, like, more. Know, say, like, I don't, I don't know who's, like, guaranteed to get in. It's the top not. 60 in the world. The top, so say the number 61. You know, they might give it to them instead of Phil. Just, yeah, they could. Just for, like, fairness sake. They have seven you know? exemptions. They it's can like, we already out. got Tiger, and we got Kepka and we got Dustin Johnson, and we got Bubba Watson, yeah. and we got Ricky Fowler, and those are, like, the guys that people yeah. are tuning in to watch. They have seven exemptions that they're allowed to give out. So if Jack Nicholas came ahead and said, mm-hmm. I want to play the U.S. Open, they can give him an exemption, yeah. even though he hasn't played and mm. how long? But if Jack Hanna golf. said he wanted to play the U.S. Open, they'd give him an exemption. <laughs> Jack Hanna's awesome. Columbus rules. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> Jack, uh, Nicholas, Jack Nicholas is a kingmaker. He's like, yeah. After this week, though, folks, uh, the PGA Tour um, has the Genesis Open, uh, which is in Cali. Then they have the uh, WGC Mexico Championship in Mexico, of course. The Puerto Rican Open, uh, and that's before they hit the Florida Swing. So in March... Uh, they'll be back in the States uh, for the Florida Swing. Uh, we have that going on in golf. How about uh, the NCAA hoops? What we got going on? The top 25. Oh, man. I'm I'm slacking right now. I, uh, I, I had this. Uh, oh, pull notes, and yet I'm not pulling notes. I'm doing it right now. Um, top 25 basketball rankings. We have... Currently, Kentucky, Gonzaga, Virginia, Florida State, Michigan State, Kansas, Texas Tech, Houston, Michigan, Villanova, Duke, Maryland, Auburn, Iowa, San Diego. Why does that not look right to me? Because it's not right. (laughs) Alright, as of Monday... Uh, Baylor, Gonzaga, Kansas, San Diego State, Louisville, Dayton, Duke, Florida State, Maryland, Villanova. Run out your top ten. Auburn, Seton Hall, West Virginia, Oregon, Kentucky, Michigan State, Iowa, LSU, uh, Butler, Illinois is your second ten. Then you have uh, Creighton. Penn State, Arizona, Colorado, and Houston to round out your final five for your top 25 in NCAA basketball. Now, that being said, Pitt had a loss um, tonight to Notre Dame. Yeah, by the time I remembered they were on, they were already down big. I think it was a quality loss. Uh, No, Notre Dame is not that good this year. But I think with Pitt... It was a quality loss. We need to aspire to be. They they were above Notre Dame in the standings. Yes, in they the are. ACC. So we they need are. to aspire to like not lose to the teams below us. That is part of the issue tonight. Uh, part of the issue as a season. 
the Irish win 80-72. Pitt hasn't found a complete identity yet uh, for themselves. But their pattern of win two and lose one or lose two and win one. Uh, Pitt has uh, won when they shouldn't have and have lost when they shouldn't have. Uh, Coach Jeff Cable does have this team on the right track. Um, he's done wonders with the program. Uh, he's already t- they've already topped the win total uh, this season compared to last season, and they've topped their ACC win total this season compared to the last three season total. Uh, coming up, Pitt has Georgia Tech, uh, Clemson, Virginia Tech, and number eight FSU. What have you seen from Pitt this year to make you want to keep watching and make you want to be like, as of right now, I don't think they're going to make the tournament, but they could backdoor their way in if with a good run. I mean, yeah, they, they could backdoor themselves in. I, I don't think they're going to, you know, they're, they're not going to get help from the committee if they don't win the tournament. Or like take like take it to like the finals of the AC two, ACC tournament, and like that's a tall task. Um, it sounds to me like they've got some good recruits. Um, it, it seems like you know Capel is able to get some players to commit, and um, you know they're building. They they're every year has been an improvement. Like since that terrible season under Stallings. Two terrible seasons under Stallings. But that last one where they went O for oh, Conference. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? O for Conference was just uh, un... They almost beat yeah. Louisville twice. I mean, that's something to, like, stick in your cap. Yeah. Um, you know, like, they... It, it's tough to go on the road. You know, they, they, they went to Miami and had, you know, had a poor result. You know, After they, they, they went beat to North Syracuse. Carolina. They went to Syracuse and had a poor result. They beat North Carolina twice this year, but North Carolina's having a down year. Yeah. Understood. But that's still a big win. Like, hey, we beat North Carolina, mm. and I don't care who you are. You beat North Carolina. We beat North Carolina, uh, even though they're having a down year. Uh, they played well against Duke um, in um, Coach K Court. You yeah. Know, um, they played very well against Duke. Yeah. Uh, they took that loss to Syracuse, which was like, huh, really? Come I on. knew that. I knew, like, noon <sighs> noon in the Carrier Dome on a Saturday. Yeah. You know how many, like, bad, like, ACC football games I've watched <laughs> involving Syracuse yeah. at noon on a Saturday that yeah. are, like, track meets? Yeah. Because, like, good people are still asleep? Yeah, we've both been there. Though, uh, no, like I said, um, you know what? Coming up, Georgia Tech, Clemson, Virginia Tech, uh, and number eight, Florida State. I think out of the next four, Pitt will probably beat Georgia Tech, Clemson. They'll have trouble with Virginia Tech, but I think they'll win. And I do think they'll take that loss to Florida State. Though, Pitt did beat Florida State the first game of the year whenever Florida State came in ranked. Earlier this year, and that was the first game of the year, Pitt played an ACC game. And it was like, boom, and they beat Florida State. Um, so we'll see how that comes out. Um, I think they'll go three out of the next four for wins. Hmm. That works. Uh, Penn State. 
Penn State find themselves back in the top 25 at number 22. Um, they had a nice win yesterday over number 15, Michigan State, 75-70. to 70. Uh, Penn State has Minnesota, Purdue, and Northwestern coming up for their next ranked team, the Illini from Illinois. I've been uh, enjoying the 20. Big Ten. I, I have been watching... Big Ten basketball hasn't been bad it's this year. It's not bad. And it, it it's funny because it goes through cycles. Like, some years Ohio State is, like, really good. And some years really not bad. so much. Yeah. Um, Michigan, kind of the same. Michigan State is usually the best. Mm-hmm. They're not, not anymore. Like, Wisconsin, good. Minnesota with, with Richard Pitino... Like yeah, I mean they're they're fun to watch, um, you know Rutgers is good this year. Rutgers is always decent. Since they were, they're well, okay. Well, mm, since they joined the Big Ten, since they this this is their first good year. I mean, since I remember games where like when Rutgers when was, was in the Big East, when Pitt was like the Oakland Zoo Panthers of like the early two thousands, oh, yeah. and they would go play Rutgers. At, at the rack. Oh, it was... And, a, and they wouldn't even, like, sell it out. It was like the Showtime Lakers. Yeah. yeah. It was I like mean, the Showtime Lakers versus a college team. But, like, I, I mean, like, the... You just keep turning on that Big Ten network, and it's like, oh, Maryland is on. Oh, Rutgers is on. Like, and eventually you slowly do get used to the fact that those teams are now in the Big Ten. Right. And not, like, the conferences they used to be in. So I've, I've been enjoying the Big Ten just as a whole this year. And, like, Penn State, like, you know, it's cool that they're involved. But I'd still be watching even if they weren't. Um. So, so that's actually to me more interesting than the ACC. Right now, right now it is because Pitt's not doing Pitt's enough not doing her thing to and, really be yeah. like a, a story in the ACC. And like North Carolina's bad this year. I fucking hate Duke. Um, you know, I keep thinking Maryland is gonna like come out of nowhere and fix things. But oh wait, they're not in the ACC anymore. They're in the Big Ten. Well, is, it, is this week the? Uh... UNC Duke game? I have no idea. I think it's this week. Is oh, UNC oh, Duke? Okay. Uh, I, think, I mean, go, I, go Tar Heels. I guess. I mean, this week's UNC Duke. I believe um, they play each other, of course, twice a year. Sometimes, yeah. three times a year. Well, they're gonna play. I can't. They always play each other twice a year. Uh, three times a year in the uh, if they play in the ACC tournament together, uh, but they've yet never met in mm. the. Uh, 64 tournament. Go figure. Um, but yeah, so I, I believe that's this week as well. Um, I did not look up their schedule and what they're going on. But we do have West Virginia University, which is just south of here, Pittsburgh, which a lot of Yinzers follow West Virginia because a lot of Yinzers went to WVU. <clears throat> yeah. WVU is number 13 in the country right now. Um, with a win tonight over top of Iowa State, 76-61. Uh, to uh, they've been pretty dominant in the Big 12 overall. The years have Oklahoma coming up, number three Kansas, number one Baylor, and TCU coming up in the next four games. That's a pretty tough schedule. Uh, I suspect uh, WVU takes at least one loss, if not two, out of the next four coming up. Um, that's a that's a gauntlet right there to yeah. go through. When you got two. Two teams you really should beat. Um, and then Kansas, you should beat, even though they're ranked higher than you, they should beat Kansas. Just just the way Bob Huggins has that team playing right now, 
they're playing a lot of really good defense, and they're playing a lot of zone um, offense as well. Um, you know, and then, you know, you're playing number one Baylor. Eh, you're going against the number one team in the country. Uh, it's well, just a number. It's a, it's a number, but they're beatable. There's way more parity in the basketball world than there is in college football. Oh, yeah. So yeah. the number one is not going to be like LSU yeah. or Alabama. No, not at all. You know, they, they are going to have flaws just like numbers two through ten. Here's um, a here's a dumb, stupid trivia question for you. Love them. Uh, last number one college basketball team, ranked number one preseason all the way through the season, in the tournament, and wins the national championship without losing a game. All the way? Mm-hmm. Undefeated all the way through, ranked number one the whole season. It was recent. Was it Villanova? Nope. It was Kentucky. Calipari. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, sh- I thought you like, because we were watching Villanova highlights. <laughs> they were very, very good, and they did win yeah. a title recently. They did they win a title the recently, yeah. Okay. okay. But they did have some losses on their record. Mm. Um, in college basketball, folks, you're going to have some losses on your record. It's very rare to go undefeated all the way through. Um, the last men's team to do it was Kentucky with Calipari. Uh, as our coach, uh, now the women's program is a whole different story, uh, and and it could take days for us to break that down. But I can tell you, Connecticut went what five years without losing a game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, oh, sorry, five years without losing a regular season game, mm-hmm. and they won three out of five national championships. Yeah. So. I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> like I have to say that right now the number one women's team is South Carolina, and it's very hard to get SEC fans interested even in the men's basketball team, let alone women's basketball. Unless it's Florida or Kentucky, right? Like they're not really known for their basketball. Um, but I, I do like to point out every now and then, hey, you know, like South Carolina women are number one. Well, we'll have to check them out because I like watching women's basketball. I love watching women's basketball. It's a good game. And you know what? Like we we talked a lot last episode about Kobe. Yeah, and that was like did. one of that was one of like the saddest things I think about it is that like I think he was going to be like an advocate for the women's game. He definitely was because he has four life. daughters. And, and I, has... I would like I would like to step up my advocacy in his absence. Definitely, and I, uh, and, I and I intend to do so the women's the, the women's games are very very competitive uh whether it be women's basketball mm. i'm a advocate of women's softball oh i love women's I love softball watching, yeah, the softball is, is, fun. is amazing um, uh women's women's basketball college is is awesome yeah women's uh wnba i haven't watched a whole lot mm. i met somebody um that was at my bar one day mm. had this big old ring on and i'm like Where's your ring from? That's a championship ring. She goes, "Oh yeah, it was from the um, uh, the Phoenix uh, or the Arizona, the women's basketball team in Arizona, the Mercury." Yeah, yeah, nice. And um, I was like, "Oh, you play?" She goes, "No." She goes, "I was head trainer." Okay, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "That's awesome. awesome." Yeah, you know, and you know, she had uh, you know that team was what Diana Chirazi mm-hmm. was on that team. Uh, which was a women's star, Connecticut, which yeah. everybody 
new Diana Taurasi from Connecticut. Right. Um, there was um, a couple other names on that team. I can't remember right now. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, I'm like, that's fucking awesome. I'm like, she goes, yeah, it's a head trainer on the team, and I got the ring. And awesome. She's like, yeah. She goes, I, I, you know, I grew up in Shady Side, and you know, I went to school at Pitt, and you know, for orthopedics and uh-huh. this that the other thing, and got to be the head trainer. I'm like, oh, that's good cool. for that's awesome. That's no, awesome. Good for you. you. Know, this is uh, like we're recording this on Tuesday. It's, right? it's Wednesday now, but we started on Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, did you know that Tuesday was Women and Girls in Sports Day? I did not. They had a they had events around the NHL, including at Madison Square Garden with with youth hockey teams, you know, comprised of young girls. So, you know, it's I think it's very appropriate that that we bring up the the you know Connecticut women's basketball team and what's been going on in college, and I think we should do a better job to. Well, how about you know, the women's? That. How about the women's uh, Robert Morris hockey team? They've been doing way better, way better than the uh, men's hockey team at Robert Morris. Yeah, uh, they do a great job over there. Uh, women's sports uh, in general at Pitt, mm-hmm. uh, and like we've talked before on the show about the ACC, uh, Pitt joining ACC. That um, a lot of the sports that aren't publicized have done a lot better since joining ACC. Women's softball, women's volleyball, uh, women's basketball. Yeah. Um, those three, for sure, mm-hmm. since joining the ACC, have flourished, especially the softball and the volleyball. Yeah. Um, basketball took a little turn for a minute and is now on a comeback. Uh, you know, but yeah, definitely, you know, don't, don't, sh- as a guy, don't, uh, don't take a hit because women's sports is on tv watch it you're gonna learn some shit and you're gonna learn to enjoy it it's it's a really good game to watch especially in the basketball and the softball and the volleyball region for me that i like to watch um so for sure uh what what women's sports do you like to watch other than obviously soccer soccer obviously yeah um tennis Tennis, women's tennis. I think women's tennis is better than men's. It is. Because in this busy world in which we live, like, I just don't have five and a half hours to dedicate to a men's tennis match. Right. Um, you know, a good, a good, a good women's match can go, like, to tiebreakers in all three sets and still be over in under three hours. Um, so yeah, tennis and soccer, because, like, those are my, probably two of my favorite sports to watch anyone play. And it, it shouldn't really be about, you know, whether they're like a man or a woman, you know, and basketball. So much of the critique of women's basketball is that they like don't do dunks. So what? But that's like not the, how like the men are even like playing anymore. Like no NBA no. team like runs their offense yeah. through like Shaq anymore. No, like, that's not how the game is played. No, yeah, yeah, pass the ball <laughs> at the ten foot. You know the alley oops. Yeah. They're going to have one or two a game. And it's, it's, it's not such that a whole cliche. Game. It's such a cliche, and I, I don't want to imply that, like, men don't do fundamentals. But, like, the fundamentals are the same. Right. So, like, for example, if you're coaching, like, a Catholic grade school basketball team, and you want to take them all to a game, you know, and, like, point out some, like, coaching points, like, take them to a Duquesne women's game. Oh, yeah. Like, our you're coach took get... us... You're you know, and there were there were like maybe 300 people in the Palumbo Center, and we got really good seats. And he's like, "Look, this you kids aren't dunking either, yep. you know. So like, learn learn how to pass, learn how to play zone defense, you know. Like, women have to box out too. 
Yeah. Watch, watch how it's done. They're there for a reason, okay? They didn't get a scholarship because they're, like, bad at basketball. So enough. pay attention, and you might learn something. You will. Uh, women's softball, you'll learn some shit. Uh, you're going to learn some shit women's tennis. Another thing with the softball... Um, I mean, the They're men, the the men are still using aluminum bats, so it's like, you know, don't even well, don't even tell me that you use aluminum bats. I know, but I'm saying like people will say like, oh, I don't like softball because it's not real hardball. But like, neither is college baseball you technically because they're not you know using the wooden bats. Yeah, so college baseball, they're using aluminum bats, and you got a nine-inch round ball coming at you ninety plus miles an hour mm. at sixty feet six inches. In women's softball, you have a 13-inch ball coming at you underhand from 44 feet, 6 inches. Jeez. And it rises and mm-hmm. does other shit. It's a different feel. Yeah. I, I, you know, when I played high school baseball, we always did the high school girls softball against the high school boys baseball. Mm-hmm. And... We always play with softball, mm-hmm. and the girls would pitch underhand, and the guys would pitch overhand. Yeah. And do you know how hard it is to pitch uh, softball overhand <laughs> when it's that big? And yeah. It's like... And you're you're used to, like, snapping I, I, off curveballs. snapping curves and whatever else, but you got a ball in the yeah. palm of your hand. You, it's like throwing and, a dodgeball, probably. And that thing's light. It's yeah. lighter than a baseball, and it yeah. floats and whatever else. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got my ass kicked. I, I can tell you right now... I had uh, I played against the Levere girls, and mm. anybody in Southwest PA that grew up in our era in the '90s that played high school baseball or high school softball for the girls that are listening to this, uh, and you played high school softball, and you hear the Levere girls. There's four of them. They were all pitchers. Their dad was awesome. Their dad was a coach. Their dad still coaches. They coach the Pittsburgh Spirit. They have, mm. you know, uh, uh, all four of them end up college coaches, college players and college coaches. They're still, to this day, I think two of them are college coaches. Those girls, yeah. <laughs> I, I fouled a couple balls off. Mm. but I, <laughs> That was it. I mean, you got that ball coming in at 65 mile an hour underhand and it rises. On, yeah, it, it's, it's a total, it's a total different feel. But anyway, um, like you said, Matt, this is what Women's Sports Day. Mm-hmm. Girls and women in sports. Yeah, definitely girls and women in sports. That doesn't just include the sports players. That also includes the anchors and so forth as well. Um, that cover sports for sure. Um, you know, I, women in sports is a great thing. Uh, enjoy it. Relax. Hang out chill and you know what you're gonna learn something no matter if it's by what they're talking about and what they're bringing to you or by what they're playing and the plays that they play i mean shit this super bowl had a women's had a woman coaching in the super bowl Mm -hmm. uh also uh i just read today the san francisco giants um hired a female bench coach okay so they're going to have a female assistant coach for the San Francisco Giants this year. Um, so does that mean if their manager gets tossed that she would be... She could be the next... She could be the one to take the card. That would be great. Um, I'm so, sure that like Keith Hernandez is going to like 
flip out. Right. But you know what? Well, like he already let him. <laughs> he already or he should have learned by now. Like yeah. Uh, know, this but the San Francisco Giants. This isn't the eighties. I read the article earlier today. Her name's Anya. Okay. Um, I don't know her last name. Uh, but she is. Uh, she was already working with the Giants in the uh, offices and so forth. And the new manager of Giants uh, invited her to be a uh, an assistant coach. Uh, she she will. Uh, from what I read earlier, she will be um, tossing batting practice and hitting fungos. Okay. Um. So yeah. <laughs> cool. You know what? Women in sports, in professional sports, it's it's coming. It's it's there. Don't don't get freaked out about it. I'm not. Matt's not. And we're over forty. And who gives a fuck? Yeah, we're um, we're at that age where, <laughs> you know. You know what? People my dad's age. We don't think as old as we are. People my dad's age, and my dad could really give a shit less about sports. But people my dad's age be like, ah, oh, what's this broad dude in the fucking dugout? Blah blah blah. You know, go fuck yourself. Right. Yeah. You know, and then you have the younger... you got Becky Hammond in the NBA. Yeah. She's like the top assistant on the Spurs. She is. And like you know, Popovich. I mean, he could just up and quit one day. <laughs> you know, he's like not going to. he he's. He, I mean, he's already done. You know, more than like any other coach except for maybe Phil Jackson, and he could just he could just anoint her as the next his heir apparent, right? Or or some other team could like steal her away. Like, she was a really good player in the WNBA. Um, you know, she upset a lot of people because she went and played for Russia because she's got, like, Russian ancestry. Um, but it was a better fit for her. And now she's back coaching, and she's, you know, worked her way up the coaching ranks, and she's, like, the number two, like, person on the bench for one of the best franchises of our our lifetimes. It is. Five, five rings. Yeah. All right, so let's finish this up. Uh, on this segment anyway with uh, Robert Morris, Bobby Moe. Uh, they're second in the NAC. Uh, they had a nice win over Central Connecticut over this past weekend. Uh, the Colonials have Wagner, Sacred Heart, and Mount St. Mary's coming up uh, in their um, games in the next uh, two weeks. Also, uh, the Duquesne Dukes. The Dukes are third in the A-10. Uh, they took some bad losses, uh, three in a row actually, uh, with one of them being number seven Dayton. Uh, the Dukes have rebounded uh, with two wins uh, since then. Uh, they have the Bonnies, uh, Fordham, GW uh, coming up, and then they head to Dayton to take on the Flyers once again uh, in the next few games. Uh, so Matt and I, we, we talked. I mean. Uh, Duquesne has to win their tournament, the A-10 tournament, to get into the 64 tournament, and that's it. That's a uh, an overtaking when you have uh, a the top team in your tournament being number seven in the country right now. Actually, they're number six, I believe. Um, also, Bobby Moe and the NEC, they have to win their tournament to get into the 64 tournament, and I would put those guys in. At a um, you know a, a fifteen sixteen seed, uh, Dayton wins the A ten tournament. They're ranked already number six, so they're going to go into the sixty four tournament as like a twelve seed, and that's going to be like that, you know, or, or sorry, an eight or a nine, mm-hmm. you know, uh, here and or there. But it, it's these these 
these smaller leagues get sticky. Um, yeah. <laughs> real sticky. Uh, but Duquesne having a hell of a season. Their coach, he's doing a hell of a job with them. And um, I would expect to see them competing the whole way, all the way down through. Mm. Um, same thing with Robert Morris. Um, I, I would actually, personal opinion, I think Robert Morris has a better chance of getting in the 64 tournament as a 16 seed than Duquesne would getting in as a 15 or 16. But, you know, here or there. I'm still pulling for the Dukes, man. Oh, I'm I'm pulling for them both. I mean, it's but I'm, I'm invested in it. I've I've been watching them for like two years now, simply because of the ESPN Plus deal. Oh, like they have ESPN just Plus about every makes, game. Yeah, they do. Just they about every Dukes game. I mean, Bobby Moe, not as much. Um, but but they've they've obviously got it, some kind of deal worked out with the A10, where there are a lot of games on. If they're not on, and if they're not on ESPN Plus, they're on NBC Sports Network usually. They have been lately, actually. There was one on CBS Sports, which I do not get. And I I sadly had to miss that one, but they lost anyway, so, you know. It is what it is. All right, folks, we're going to take a break at this point in time and come back and finish up with the Penguins and Pirates and some MLB and uh, some news from us. So uh, we'll be right back after these few messages from our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview uh, in just a few moments, folks. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our third and final segment here at Bold Sports. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, the Pens have been in Florida since Sunday night. and had some fun times in the sun. If you didn't watch the uh, Penguins... Uh, website or any of the videos you saw posted, uh, Evgeny Malkin stole the uh, truck, the equipment truck, and drove around a parking lot uh, and whatnot. They were on some beaches and hung out for a little bit. But here or there, uh, the Pens play the Lightning tomorrow night, uh, and then they have the Panthers on Saturday night with some more time in Florida to have some fun before heading back to Pittsburgh. For uh, four home games, uh, again, uh, those home games will be against the Lightning, the Habs, the Wings, and the Leafs. Uh, whenever they get back home, so they're, they've been a, they got like it's like a little minor vacation for them. They got like seven days in Florida with two games after their like All Star break. <laughs> yeah, after their like week. ten game All Star break. And Man, must be else. nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know like let's hang out on the beach. Let's go have some drinks. Let's let's steal the truck and drive around the parking lot. You know. Um, that's on Penn's TV, by the way. You can check that out. Uh, that's not just us making it up. Uh, and then, um, also come up for the NHL, the trade deadline is looming, which we all know that Jim Rutherford will make some kind of a deal and some kind of a move. Uh, it's just a matter of what. Uh, the team is, uh, clicking all cylinders currently right now and looking to make a strong push into the playoffs. So... Matt, you've seen some Pens games. You've called some Pens games. You've uh, checked them out. Um, right now, with Crosby back, um, Schultz is, you know, due back shortly. Um, you know, what, what what do you see going on right now? I mean, the goalie situation is the biggest controversy of this Pens team because you have Murray and Jari 
and both of them, when they get a start, do very well. But it seems like Murray is fucking up those starts more than Jari. And Murray's won a lot of his starts, but has let up like two or three goals quickly and then recovered. And then the offense took over, uh, saving Murray's ass from just getting pulled. I mean, if it were my decision, I would just, I would play them equally until one of them, you know, sets himself apart. Which is what they've been doing. And for the it's most part. not you're not you're getting close to crunch time, but you're not yet at the point where you have oh, to Oh yeah. Be, you're not yet at that you, point. You you're not yet at the point where you have to like lock in on one and like just like, you know, pray for it to work out. Um you know, and you're not and it's not yet the point where like a couple bad starts by one goalie is going to, you know, eliminate you from contention. So, so they've got some time to figure this out, and I would, I would say, you know, I'm not on the, like some people are like hate Murray and want to run him out of town. Yeah, I don't understand that. Those, yet. those are the same people. Those are the same people who wanted to like run, you know, Mason Rudolph out of town because of a couple good games by Duck Hodges, right? You know, and I love the Duck story. It was fun. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Mason is like the long term. No, he's, good, he's a good short But term. he's the guy they brought in to be the number two. Well, we're going to talk about that later. But that's what I'm just making an analogy. Like, Murray's the guy yeah. who's supposed to be the main guy. Yeah. Okay? So you can't cut him. No, you can't cut you him. You know what I mean? Like He's got two cups on him. You can't I cut wouldn't him. trade him because who's his replacement going to be? Jari. <laughs> well, but I mean for a backup. Um, you're not going to get a better backup than Matt Murray in return on any trade for Matt no, Murray. No, you're not. And you're not going to get a better backup than Jari either. And you have, if you have two confident goalies, two qualifiable goalies to go yeah. in, and, you know, in hockey it's always run the hot hand, run the yeah. hot goalie. You know, uh, we've seen this as Pens fans where Flurry went in and got – got cold and they put mm. Murray and he got hot and they ran Murray, ran Murray, you know, Murray, you know, lost a big game. They put Flurry in and Flurry came back and won the next game. And then Flurry screwed up the next game and then they put Murray back in and he won the next couple games. You know, uh, mm. we, we, we've seen it before. You run the hot hand and we get that. It's hockey. It's what, yeah. it's what happens. Um, I think we're in a very good position right now to have two competent goalies um, going down the stretch. Um, we're now after the All-Star break, which is actually 10 games past the halfway point of the season. Um, and the Pens did have their break afterwards. Uh, they did have a win against the Flyers uh, in overtime, their first game back. Then they did have a win against the Capitals. Uh, in D.C. on Sunday uh, as well. Um, so we're going to see what happens with that. Uh, the Pens are, like I said, away in Florida. They're playing the Tampa Bay Lightning. Then they have the Panthers. Then they're backing up for four games straight. Um, it, hockey's in its prime right now. Mm-hmm. Football's over. <laughs> Baseball hasn't started yet. Uh, in Pittsburgh, hockey is your sport right now, uh, unless you follow college basketball or NBA for that matter. NBA is also um, coming into its prime. They're in, still in the first half of the season. Yeah. So, there's that. Uh, speaking of baseball, uh, the Pirates 
the Pirates truck has headed to Bradenton. Pitchers and catchers report next week uh, to begin workouts. Uh, the team uh, traded starting Marte for some guys who won't see ready for next few seasons. Uh, the Pirates have a below $50 million payroll projected by many uh, relative sites and sports personalities to finish last in the division, if not last in the MLB, Ugh. and have 100 losses or more out of 162 games. It's okay. If they finish last, they can get a high draft pick. Uh, Remember when they drafted Garrett Cole? Remember all the success that that won them? Yeah. Remember how they waited all those years for him to come through the pipeline only so he could not start in the pivotal game of, <laughs> yeah. of, of a league champ or of a divisional series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, high draft picks are not all they're cracked up to be. Well, the funny part is, is Garrett Cole's still only 27. I know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I mean, it's, we're not that far off from the last time. And he Pirates, spent five years with the Pirates. The Pirates broke our hearts, and it wasn't that long ago. And look at it this way. Like, you, at least you're not going to get to have your heart broken this year, okay? Because the Pirates are, like, the equivalent of, like, a date who shows up with, like, his mom riding shotgun. You're just like, yeah, I'm not interested in this. I'm not going to, like, put any, like, faith in this becoming a long-term thing. <laughs> a date showing up with his mom riding shotgun. Just saying. Wow. Red flag. Huge red flag. On that Raise note, the on that Jolly note, I need a beer. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Mm. That's a tasty beer, too. But a date showing up with their mom riding shotgun. I'm just saying, like, the chemicals of love. Yeah. Like, they're not even going to be slightly tweaked here. Uh-huh. You know? Pirates are not going to win any hearts. No. Um, Unless the mom's got weed. Ah. Uh, well, you know what, I, uh, you know, you, you know, man, I've been on my Pirates boycott for a minute. I know, but you gotta break it because you wanna go see the Sox. Well, we're gonna talk about you, that here You gotta go see the Sox, and you, you've yeah. got a partner who loves the Sox, too, and yeah, I, I love the same I, I love the Sox, the Sox are coming to Pittsburgh, and I gotta go see the Sox, um, I, I, we'll, we'll see how this comes down, but let me just talk to you right now about the Sox. Hmm. Major League Baseball in itself is in the middle of its uh, last big trades, big stuff going on before uh, preseason starts. Um, the trades have been flying around. A big one happened yesterday. Um, the Boston Red Sox traded Mookie Betts and David Price to the Dodgers. It's the two biggest albatrosses that they had on their payroll. I mean, those were like the two things that the, 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 the Sox were most worried about going into this like partial rebuild that they're trying to do because they didn't want to pay bets what he was worth. Right. And they don't want to pay Price what they agreed to pay him because he's actually not worth it, apparently. Well, the Pirates tried to get David Price at one point. At one point, they, they could have given up Austin Meadows, probably. Well, or, well it was funny... Ironically, yeah, Austin Meadows went to Tampa Bay for anyway, Archer. We talked about this for a Archer, weeks ago. but yet they could have gave up Austin Meadows while they're still in the minors, and they thought they had good enough pitching the year. And they could have had, uh, they, they, they it would have been Austin Meadows and 
not Glass now, but the other guy that was in the minors at the time that's still the Tyone. Mm-hmm. So it have been like Medicine Tyone to Tampa Bay for David Price. Now, hindsight, mm-hmm. we should have done that. Because you know what? We brought Meadows and Tyone up, and yet they traded them away anyway. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get shit. We got Archer. The fuck? Seriously. We mm-hmm. should have taken David Price at the time. We could have we got him and had him under control for a year. Mm-hmm. But now the Red Sox trade David Price away with um, Mookie Betts to the Dodgers. And um, in return, outfielder Alex Vergando, pitching prospect uh, Bustar uh, Garolto, uh, and then from the Twins, uh, they receive uh, Kente uh, Maeda. Kente Maeda? Yeah, from the yeah. Dodgers. Okay. Uh, the Dodgers also trade Jacques Peterson, outfitter. To the Angels for second base slash shortstop uh, Luis Regando. It's like a three-team trade, and then Dodgers do another trade on top of that. Uh, watch out for more Major League Baseball trades this season uh, as the season kicks off. Uh, most of these trades won't be this major. Uh, before we know it, spring training games will be on TV, and we can watch them every day on MLB Network and ESPN mm-hmm. and ESPN2 for preseason games. But seriously, that was a big trade. Like I'm at I'm at theater last night. Amanda and I were at theater. We were watching Miss Saigon at theater, which was awesome, by the way. If you yeah. ever want to go see it. But my legs are blowing up because I have my phone on vibrate, and I'm like, oh shit! I got an intermission. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck the Red Sox. What they do? David Price and Mookie Betts. I didn't think both of them. Like one of them, I thought. But yeah, I'm, I, I was thought not Price would have been. The, I, I thought Price Betts moved. Yeah, I was surprised Betts moved. Price, I definitely thought was going to be gone because I didn't. Well, here's the thing: I didn't think that they would get like. Sorry to you know, the price they were looking for, right? For David, okay, mm-hmm. because like he has not performed up to the standards of the ridiculous contract that. Basically, only a handful of teams such as the Red Sox could have even conceived of. Yeah. You know? Bets, on the other hand... Bets, like... And, like, I, I... You know, I listened to some Sox commentators, some people from the Boston media. Nobody was happy that they were looking to get rid of Bets, but, like, the team, at least... They were honest with their fans. You know? About, hey, like, we don't... We don't think that we can work something out. With with our current payroll the way it is, and we don't want to pay the luxury tax, is yeah, basically well, what it comes down to. Well, Betts like, is if on there the last was no luxury is... tax, I'm sure they would have kept bets, but I think they still would have been looking to move price. Well, Betts and that's why last... I say I'm more surprised that yeah. that they like unloaded price. Well, well, bets is on the last year of his. I mean, don't you see it? That's yeah. the deal. It's like if you want bets, you got to take price. Uh-huh. I mean, that's basically the deal. Yeah, that's so... the only leverage they had. Yeah, so, and they yeah, took it. so so they're getting. They're getting priced on like a what twenty two million dollar a year contract, and they're getting bets on like a four million dollar a year contract. Mm-hmm. Um, but next year, bets is a unrestricted free agent. So, yeah. I mean, bets is next year is going to be a 
three hundred million dollar three hundred million dollar contract guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and then price is done. You know, and if you need more, we have more. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. No, no, I, I was just trying to do perfect pour, but I got like a, oh, I got like a mouthful, oh. a mouthful in the growler. You know, it happens. It, it, yeah, it's poor planning. It's poor hey, planning on my part. It's okay. It's all right. We understand. <laughs> uh, but no, that that that's one of those contracts. Like you know, you know, Betts is up for a big, big, big one next year, mm-hmm. and then Price is already underneath a big one. Like you said, you know. Yeah. If you want bets, you're taking Price or you're taking Chris Sale. But they don't want to give up Chris Sale. Chris Sale because yeah, you got to have pitchers. You got pitchers. Um, Chris Sale has also been shaky, but he's been more reliable than Price. So you want to keep him. Price has never won a playoff game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Chris Sale has. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll keep Sale over top of Price any day of the week. Um, and and Price has been bounced around the league the last few years. Mm-hmm. You know, after he got traded from Tampa, where the Pirates were involved with trying to get him from Tampa in 2015, and then he went to what Detroit? Yeah, he went to Detroit and then Detroit, he Toronto, Toronto, Boston, Boston. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. He likes he like did a perimeter around Pittsburgh, but he never actually came here. Yeah, I mean he came here as an opposing team player, but you know. But I'm saying like he, yeah. he went he went like he did I like did a see, semicircle. I did see David Price pitch. <laughs> yeah, I did see David Price pitch whenever he pitched for Detroit. Uh, I liked him because they when he was in Tampa they made his bobblehead with his dog because oh. he, he had like a little dog that he oh. loved so much. And it was called like I think his dog's name was Astro. So and so if the Steelers make a bobblehead with Juju and Bougie and Bougie, yes, yes, yeah. And I mean everybody already knows about Bougie, so oh, I yeah. think that would be like that would be a collector's item. But the 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 point is the Steelers don't do bobbleheads for many reasons. One being that they don't need to give away toys to sell out their stadium. True. Two being that they would all end up on the field anyway. A lot of them would end up on the field. Well, and the rest of them would end up either in the Allegheny River or under a truck tire on the parking lot. I personally would keep them, but in the meantime... You would, but a lot of people are savages, Steve. I know. A lot of savages <laughs> in town. Uh, <laughs> but the uh, Steelers-wise, though... Speaking about, of Steelers. <laughs> yeah. How about GM Kevin Colbert signed a uh, another year uh, through the 2021 20, uh, draft? Put up or shut up time. It really is for Kevin Goldberg. He's got. Options. He's been. He's with the Steelers for twenty-one years to begin, or twenty years to begin with. This is the end of the Ben Roethlisberger era. Mm-hmm. It's it's Colbert's job is to Colbert. Colbert. I, I can't stop. I can't help it. I, and the thing is, like, I knew he's been here so long that, like, I had to learn Colbert because I always said, "Oh, Stephen Colbert," you know. But, like, that's how long dude's been with us. Like, <laughs> I now call him Colbert, and I can't help it. Um, yeah, Kevin Colbert. 20, 20 years ago, <laughs> you he, know, when, when Bush was just getting started as president, <laughs> and, like, the Daily Show was the only news program that I trusted, <laughs> there, was, there was a scrappy correspondent with glasses, <laughs> just like me. Right? 
And uh, yes, I, I learned how to drop the T. Uh, so yes, Kevin Colbert, he is, he's got like a twin task right now of like getting the most out of the end of the Roethlisberger era, but also like leaving something in place for the next phase. You know, the, the team's not going to let him like, they don't really have a lot to blow on like loading up for next season. It's well, going to have to happen in the draft. Well, under Colbert... They need to get another Benny Snell and another Juju Smith-Schuster and hope well, that they can both be impact players. Well, he's contracted till the 2021 draft. So, he could be the GM that drafts people and they can fire him. The Steelers would never do that. Heard. That is not the Steeler way. That That's like uh, some Giants slash yeah, yeah, like yeah. Redskins right. type... Understood. Like... Our owner's insane. Maybe the Cowboys go get in that mix. But, like, that's not the Steeler way. Right. But Ke- under Kevin Colbert, they've had uh, three Super Bowl appearances, two Super Bowl wins, um, ten, ten division championships, um, 15, 15 winning seasons. So, that's a good 20-year resume right there. Yeah. That's a really good 20-year resume. Right I mean, there. anybody who's been with the Steelers for 20 oh, uh, years uh, uh, has the, a good resume. Yeah, and AFC Championship Games is up there, too. So, I mean... As I much mean, as I don't like talking about it, because those are some of the most heartbreaking losses. Uh, yeah. But, yes, like, it's hard to get there in the first place. Just ask Andy Reid. Right, who finally won a Super Bowl. Finally won a Super Bowl, but he went to a lot of conference championships with the Eagles. And uh, won four. with the Chiefs. Four in a row. Four in a row with the Eagles, and then that one last year with the Chiefs. So yep. he knows the heartbreak yep. of losing a conference championship game, especially when you feel like you had a real chance to beat the team on the other side. Now, uh, the Steelers have a lot of off-season decisions uh, to make, uh, especially at the quarterback department. Um, there are a lot of, uh, let's see, where am I at here? Uh, there are a lot of good, if not great QBs out there on the market. Uh, being as if Ben comes back or doesn't come back from his injury. Uh, you have the likes of, uh, Jacoby Brissett, Philip Rivers, Marcus Mariota, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill, to name a few. All, uh, uh, also, the uh, Steelers need to Brady look I thought was in... getting a Hulu show. Well, he still wants to play, apparently. <laughs> he did uh, that ad, though. Yeah, he did I'm sure ad. you missed a lot of commercials because you were cooking. Uh, I really don't watch the Super Bowl commercials. I watch them come out later. Yeah, they, they're on uh, all the time. I've seen the Boston one with with John Krasinski. And, you know, uh, I, I I like the uh, I like the like Bill Murray, times. Bill Murray in the Jeep commercial. Yeah, Bill Murray in the Jeep was good. Uh, I was a big fan. Not to get off topic here, but the uh, the Pop Tart commercial with uh, Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. Oh, one because it was funny and well written, but also too because like I already had that product in my cupboard because I love Pop Tarts and I love pretzels. And when I heard they were coming out with pretzel Pop-Tarts, like, I bought one, I bought a box on, like, Friday. And, like, 
I'm like, wait a minute. Like, they're advertising something yeah. that I could go eat right now. My favorite Pop-Tarts are chocolate, chocolate frosted. Chocolate, chocolate frosted. See, I yeah. am a I am a frosted strawberry guy. Or cherry. I like cherry and strawberry. My favorites are chocolate, chocolate frosted. And the, but the I will cinnamon... not turn down any Pop-Tart. No, don't turn down a Pop-Tart. Now, the cinnamon sugar is not my favorite. But, like, that was what I grabbed off the shelf because it was pretzel on the outside. And then I found out during the Super Bowl... That they also make pretzel outside, chocolate inside, which is like the perfect marriage of flavors. Like chocolate and pretzel is like the like Elizabeth and Philip <laughs> of Pop Tart flavors. I'm afraid. Anyway, That's back hilarious. to the NFL. That's hilarious. Um, also, uh, the Steelers need to look into the draft. And to fill holes in the linebacker uh, position, as well as the D-line position. Uh, and also, don't forget, uh, running back and wide receiver. Maybe the Steelers need to go outside the box and draft and, and pick up a big free agent. Uh, Derrick Henry. Really? Derrick Henry is an unrestricted free agent as of March 15th. Um, same as um, Melvin Gordon. He's been injury prone, but he's unrestricted. Not uh, the Steeler as well. way. Not the Steeler way. How about would you? But kick... also, they have a lot of cap money tied up. Right? Would you kick the tires on AJ Green for the right price at wide receiver? AJ Green at the right price. Kick the tires. I mean, on anybody at the right price. You know, like I'd, I, I would accept. Patrick Mahomes if he came to work for us for free like it's you know what I mean but like will will the market support AJ Green to the Steelers when there are so many other teams that also need wide receivers I I don't know um again the Steelers have a lot of money tied up in their quarterback it would be awesome it'd be awesome to get AJ Green but like it's got to be for the right price now he's coming off an injury and he's you know he's not a young man I mean, so I, there's a chance, but like, when do when have the Steelers done that? You know, they could have had Randy Moss, Joe Hayden. Different different situation because Joe Hayden plays a cornerback, and they really were hurting at that defensive backfield for a couple years. Like they were terrible. Back yeah, there. Um, um, they brought in Nitcher. They traded no one draft pick to get. A trade, right. That's one thing. Like, I'm talking about a contract. Uh, a free agent. Going out and guy? throwing money at somebody on the open market. Yeah, they, they really don't do that. It's not a typical Steelers move. Trading picks, they do. Yeah. But they're running out of picks to trade. Yeah, they they're are. All, they're getting into, like, Penguins territory in terms of, like, oh, shit, we don't have any draft picks left to trade. Um, So, that, I mean, that's my thought on that. I would like to see him go out and, and make a splash and, and and go away from the Steeler way for a moment to make a splash on bringing in somebody. Uh, and, you know, but the Steelers run their this cap. This is, like, possibly Ben's last year. It, it could be. It really could it be. It really could be. And you do have to take that, like, Patriots mentality where they're like, okay, like, what can we do yeah, bring to, in like, some keep guys. Brady happy? So, so here's some guys... Uh, um, and our next segment here is the uh, uh, NFL free agency opens March 18th. Uh, some players will move uh, before that in trades based on their contracts. 
and we've seen that before. Antonio Brown, I don't want to really bring him up of his bullshit. I want to bring him up because of his contract. Mm-hmm. Um, his contract uh, was set. He was still with the Steelers for another year. After that, the Steelers went ahead and moved him to uh, the Raiders for a two and a five round, a two and a five round pick, and his contract and whatnot. And the Steelers freed up so much money off of that, uh, and then alleviate himself to that big ass headache that happened. Um, so there's contracts that like like players can be moved for their contract for like. Like, look, we got this guy for $10 million a year. We don't want to pay him $10 million next year. We'll trade him to somebody else for $10 million a year and let them deal with that bullshit. And we'll get some draft picks back. Um, but watch out for some big names that are available uh, in the unrestricted. This is the unrestricted free agent list right here. Um, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, A.J. Green, Jadavion Clowney, uh, Everson Giffen, uh, Marcus Darius, Chris Harris, uh, Deontay Flower, Andrew Whitworth, Michael Bookers, Emmanuel Sanders. Could he make a comeback with the Steelers and end up being a number one? Or, or, or he's too or, old. I'm not interested. Two? No offense, but he's he's past his prime. Yeah, he's an 11th year guy right now. Um, I would um, not go there. Anthony Costanzo, Jimmy Smith, Logan Ryan, Davidian Funches, um, Bradley Roby, McCourtley, uh, Akib Tlaib. He's been around for way too long. No, not a good guy for the Steelers. Ndamuk and Sue, uh, Derek Wolf, Ron Leary, Ezekiel Ash, Greg Olson, which the Steelers need a fucking tight end, by the way. Yeah. And Greg Olson. Greg Olson yeah, is he's like thirty six years old. Greg for, Olson makes Vance McDonald look like a guy who's never been like tapped in the temple, even <laughs> a little. You know, like I mean, like concussions are a serious problem, and I don't mean to make light of it, but I I don't see why the Steelers would go out after Greg Olson at this point when they you know, know you bring him in as you bring Greg Olson as a tight end as a uh, as a uh, you know. Effective player, whatnot, pay him league minimum as a player, as a uh, what's that the uh, established player league minimum. I would rather I would rather see them bring in somebody with like H back ability. Well, that's not Greg Olson, but yeah. right, like they. I think that I think the Chiefs have showed us certainly that like a fullback is still a viable, and the Niners certainly the fullback can fit yeah. in to the NFL even in this past happy era in which we are. I would love to see them so if they're going to go out and get a tight end, like get somebody who can also run block like well, from the backfield. How about on defense? How about Jabal Shear? Again, like that seems like Oh, well, he's a he's pit a little guy. bit past his prime. I know he's a pit guy. Yeah. I mean, like I I remember watching him play games when I was like you know, sitting in the student section. <laughs> Right. I was. Uh, how about Ryan know. Khalil, Michael Bennett, Michael Bennett, and head case. Michael uh, Bennett's not a head case. Uh, Mike Daniels, Kevin Beecham. Wait, we had Kevin Beecham. <laughs> you know, 
uh, Gerard yeah. McCoy, Robert Quinn, Mario Anderson, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Vance McDonald is unrestricted free agent. How about Lamar Miller? You know, uh, Eric Ebron, tight end. He's unrestricted free agent. He he did some shit for me in fantasy football. Uh, not this past season, the season before. Uh, Greg Robinson, Marcus Gilbert, he was a steal before. Uh, Marcus Mariota. I mean, the, the list goes on. Amari Cooper. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's ridiculous on the list of unrestricted free agents that the Steelers could go ahead and sign. But yet, the Steelers are not ones to sign free agents. They want to build through the draft, and I get that. And it's worked for them over the years. I, but, I would but maybe I think, take a shot at Ebron. Yeah, take a shot at Ebron. Take a sh- but you, you got to get a quarterback that's going to come in and uh, that's going to go behind Ben or if Ben's not ready to go. I'm not sure that this is the year to pick a quarterback. No, no, no. An unrestricted free agent quarterback. I, I think that they're gonna ride with with um, Mason with Mason Rudolph as the backup, and, and they're they're gonna they're gonna hope that Ben doesn't get injured, okay? And like they're gonna worry about the future when the future arrives. That that to me is what I would do at the quarterback position. I would focus on filling in holes on the defense, but like the defense was really good last year, so I I would take every opportunity to add weapons on offense. That sounds all well and good. But, I mean, of course it's easy to say, but like doing it is why, you know, they're extending the contract of Stephen Colbert or Kevin Colbert or whatever his name is, you know. Matt, we're going to take a break. Um, not currently right now on this episode, but we're going to take a break um, for about three weeks or so uh, of recording uh, we're in the slow season right now. Give us a recap uh, for the last, I don't know, call it six months of what you liked, what you didn't like, and go from there. Yeah. Give it a shot. What do you like? NFL, baseball, hockey, it's all yours. Well, I think the best Probably the best thing is always... For me, okay, football season is, like, the best, okay? Like, you look forward to it. It it starts around the same time as, like, school starts, so I think that's, like, kind of tied into, like, just the natural rhythm of life, you know? Like, football means, like, high school football. And you're back in school, or if you're in college, like, college football is huge and you're back in school. And the Steelers, you know, like, the NFL, like, they push the start back used to start like late August now it starts after Labor Day you know like for me like football season is like the sports new year like I know I know like January 1st is like the new year for the calendars but for me it all revolves around football especially in Pittsburgh and it's like for fair or not like that's the way we talk about things it's like oh the Steelers are bad well then I guess it's penguin season now are the penguins bad oh god I guess it's pirate season and it's usually said with, like, a small measure of, like, despair. Because it's not about the Pirates, usually. Um, I hope to be here still, recording, when the Pirates are good again. 
I can't, I can't wait to talk huh. about. So do I. I, I about, can't wait to read. I, I would love to about talk about a wild card game or a division seasons. series, but you know we're not there yet. So I I, I know Matt. We I, I love also recording about uh, Stewart football, uh, Penguins, of course, uh, pit basketball, pit football, um, and whatnot. Uh, but for us folks, we found uh, in our recordings and whatnot with analytics, and we have analytics. We do analytics. Uh, not just for sports. It's for sports broadcasts as well. We found analytics that uh, February is a very slow month, not only in the restaurant business, but also in the sports podcasting business as well. Um, so Matt and I will be taking a little bit of a hiatus uh, for the next few weeks. There's our slow seasons. Uh, and we'll be looking to come back stronger and better than ever uh, with some more shows also we are talking with our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview about doing some more live shows uh, unfortunately Matt and I's schedule uh, doesn't give you a live show at 6pm um, those live shows will more likely be at midnight um, but also you can follow us on uh, at Bold PGH Sports on Twitter at Bold Pittsburgh on Facebook and Instagram. And um, folks, we'll talk to you in a few weeks. Uh, we're doing this because got to take a little hiatus, do a little thing. Super Bowl's over. Uh, what do we got right now? I mean, seriously, yeah, the, uh, hockey the Australian's over. The hockey will still be here. Basketball, um, ditto. Basketball will still be here. The Riverhounds haven't Baseball even. Baseball players' arms won't even be stretched out fully yet. Yep. And we'll be back. And, uh, you know, uh, you have... We'll be doing conference tournaments. Oh, We'll be doing, definitely. like, NHL playoff positioning. Oh, maybe, it'll oh, even, yeah. maybe even a little NBA playoff positioning. Yep. You know, we'll have the NFL draft prep starting in, like, late March, early April. Don't forget... Baseball uh, starts. NCAA conference tournaments. Mm. NCAA 64 tournaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be, I'll keep we'll be you filled on that. If, if we might do an emergency episode if Liverpool loses like three games in a row, uh, it, and just for the soccer. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that ain't even gonna happen. Yeah, so uh, we'll catch you up. But definitely we'll catch up. Thank you, folks, very much for listening to us here at Bold Sports episode 113, uh, and also previous. If you watched us and listened, uh, and listened and watched, would be even better. Uh, for our Super Bowl podcast that we did this past weekend at Sorgatron Media Studios in BHU. Uh Thank you very much. It's been great talking to you folks. We're going to take a little bit of hiatus right now, and we'll be back uh, stronger and better than ever uh, coming in the uh, early spring, about the first week of March. Uh, thank you very much. Matt, what do you got? Anything? Let's go Crystal Palace. <laughs> don't Don't give up any own goals this week. He's got Crystal Palace. I'm going, go Pirates baseball, spring training coming up. Uh, don't have any uh, broken um, bones, especially. Uh, yeah, don't break anything. Yeah. Damn. What did A.J. Burnett do when he took that bunt? Broke his what? He broke his orbital bone. Yeah, yeah. No broken orbital bones on bunt training. All right? Yeah. Let's do that. All right, folks. Thank you very much. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Uh, coming up here at Bold Sports. 
Hey, Ians, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook or boldpgh.com.